Here at CCA, we are syndicated. Fishing Syndicate offers one of the best lineups of premium fishing rods designed, prepared, and built by fishermen for anglers of all ages, you. The FS Passion shows in each one of their quality products. They design and build quality products that meet and exceed the desires and demands of all anglers, which provide maximum strength, confidence, and long-term reliability while you're out fishing. From trout to cow bluefin tuna, there is an FS rod that will meet your needs at a very affordable price. Don't forget, custom orders are available too. Visit fishingsyndicate.com to check out the lineup or visit the shop in La Habra Tuesdays through Saturdays. And don't forget to grab some of the FS swag as well. Get syndicated. Joining us on the CCA California podcast. Good to be with you another week. Yeah, good to be with you, Darren. For I mean, it's been like what three months, three years. <laughs> it's been it a couple like. months, I think. <laughs> since I've been in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what have you been doing, man? Just slacking all over the place. A little bit of that, and just life. Life. Life in general. Yeah. Well, good. Good things. Yes. All good things. Yes. Um, before we get started, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Make sure to go like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, dude. I am so stoked for this episode. I've been doing that, or I've been waiting for that for this one for a while. I don't know why. <laughs> well, speaking of great news, we're gonna we're gonna I think unload some really really great news on this one. We've got our great friend of the podcast, Jeff Mariani. Woo-hoo. Jeff, what's up, man? Man, I haven't just, seen you in like probably since the show. I think it's been at least since. March, I think. It yeah, was. March. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just uh, wor- working, uh, staying focused, staying in contact with the island, and uh, doing a lot of construction down yeah. there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I really appreciate you guys uh, having yeah. me here. I'd like to say uh, hello to my beautiful Laura, and I know she's going to be listening to this podcast. So, <laughs> shout out to, to Laura. Yes, <laughs> nice, nice. Well, what is up, man? I mean, I know it's. I mean, whenever this guy comes in the studio, it's like good friends re- reuniting. All yeah, the, that's all, always fun. All the time. But what's been up, man? Have you been fishing this year? What, what, what what's going on with you? Uh, so basically, I have not been fishing since the last uh, j- January of 2022. Really, I've oh, gone no. one time. Uh, I went down to Ensenada about three weeks ago. Okay, uh, it's the first time I've gone fishing since I. Uh, was down on the island and uh, shut down shop down there back uh, wow. way back then in January. So uh, just uh, really came back here, uh, focused on myself, mm-hmm. focused on work, and uh, just wanted to make sure that I got myself realigned where I needed to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, same with the island. We stayed yeah. uh, working down there. All the people uh, mm-hmm. for me are there, and you know, Christian and McQueen and uh, Victor's around sometimes. And I was going to say, uh, how are those guys? I mean, I miss those guys. We went there in 21, I yep. think. And your crew was <coughs> phenomenal. Thank you. All thank those you, guys you. are top notch. And I mean, Darren, you can you can attest to this. It's like probably the easiest trip you'll ever take oh. out in either Mexico or whatever. But, yes. Because you don't have to do anything. All you guys right. do everything for you for right. us. Right. It, it's uh, it, that's the best way to have it. Like make it mm-hmm. super simple. All you guys got to do is sign up. 
and then get on the plane. Like I like to say, just get on the plane. Get on the plane. Show that's, up. That's that's it. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll we'll take care of the rest. The house is uh, extremely comfortable. Everyone has their own spot. You know that. You've been mm-hmm. there. Uh, the garage set up for our tackle tinkering and uh, just that that is extremely important part of this. I mean, we're fishing hard every single day. Mm-hmm. We need a spot to work on our gear that's out of the sun, of course, and uh, yeah. comfortable for everybody. So. Uh, the garage is like a big part of our situation down there. Um, you got to be able to work on your tackle, and we have all kinds of you know parts. If something happens to a rod, or um, you know respooling, oh, if you know yeah. big big fish took all your, all of your line. I mean, there's which can happen. You know, it does. <laughs> it does you know, often. If, you know, um, so uh, yeah, it's nice to have those guys still down there, and uh, the house is just incredibly maintained. I mean, we haven't done anything for two years, really. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. no, no, no business. Um, we've only had a couple people. Uh, Dwayne Diego went down there with Salsa oh, Cruz this year, that. um, so that's kind of that's what sparked the new uh, mm-hmm. thing that I was talking to you guys about at, at yeah. the fishing show, which was uh, you know having have it be like a kind of a VRBO situation or where people mm-hmm. come down and just uh, you know create their own vacation. Uh, we could yep. you know, set up all their things, but uh, we do have. Uh, some new breaking news uh, about our place again. Let's uh, do it. Just in the interest news, of news at know, eleven, con- <laughs> you know, constant evolvement. You know, yep. basically. So uh, uh, the guys I was working with in down in TJ, uh, they uh, have gotten contact with me, and it looks like we're acquiring. We've acquired a new commander uh, to get ourselves to the island, and so no we're, way. Yeah, real excited about that. So uh, with, with that news, uh, obviously, like uh, I'll be offering two styles of trips now for everybody. Um, you can sign up regular uh, and have the all-inclusive. Where like we'll, we did when we went? Like everyone has been doing with me in the past. Okay. Uh, so you can come down and have the all-inclusive style trip. Or if you'd want to uh, kind of create your own vacation um, and handle some of the things yourself, uh, no problem. You can still kind of VRBO the house, rent it uh, with your group, and then set up your own pongas and you know cook your own food or work off our a la carte menu and mm-hmm. we can arrange for you anything that you want. So uh, it's, I think it'll be nice to give people a choice. Um, that way, if there are groups that still uh, want to s- save money to come mm-hmm. down to Cedros and they drive themselves to Ensenada, get on the plane down there mm-hmm. and uh, come to the island normal where you're just buying a $400 round trip ticket. Um, you know, you're cutting your island, your, you know, a four day trip that was three grand is going to be about $1,500 now. Uh, yeah. If you come right. down, and, you know, do do a little bit of the of the work yourself. You know, whether you cook or um, all that, though, also brings a lot of revenue to the island. So I, I really want to promote that side of the of the program. I think it's important. Um, you'll still have Christian and McQueen and Victor, like mm-hmm. those guys. Like, yes, you're doing it yourself, but you're kind of not. Like, we're picking you up at the airport for sure because mm-hmm. you know you can't be driving on the island. You know, There's you, no you, Uber. Yeah, and you don't want to take the taxi. You have all your gear and everything yeah. else. So that's part of it. We're going to come in and get you. We're going to get you to the house, of course. We're going to get you all comfortable, make sure everything's good. We can arrange anything down there. Christian can arrange anything for mm-hmm. anybody. So from pongas to um, we'll take you to the store once a day if you're cooking your own meals. That way we're with you and you can uh, pick what you want. Uh, sometimes it takes going to multiple stores down there. That's kind of in Mexico, not not each store sells everything. So mm-hmm. uh, we would, you know, escort you basically. Um, we could show you where the T-shirt shop is, you know. So uh, the ice cream store, all the different. There's a the couple tortilla of tortilla shops. Definitely the tortilla oh. shop, you know. So, <laughs> I still have um, a pack in the freezer. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> throw those away, dude. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I'm going they're to be two years old. <clears throat> no, but yeah. they've been in the freezer. So my wife's like, I know this. Like, they're, they're still good. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. Yeah, throw those away. <laughs> you know, you, you hit on it, Jeff. I remember going down on the, on that trip, uh, two years ago. And I, I, I knew based off of our conversations and all that stuff. And then I got to see it firsthand. You care so much about that island and about that community and to bring more business back to them. I mean, it's pretty admirable. It really Thanks. is. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I, I think it's, it's real important. You know, I mean, I don't know enough, not enough people think, I guess this way, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's important to definitely show like we're from up here, right? We're Americans. Yep. We're, uh, we're down in Mexico, like you must show ultimate respect. I mean, that's yeah. how I feel about it. It comes back to you tenfold. 100%. They're the nicest people down there. I mean, mm -hmm. they really, truly are. They've taken me in. I mean, I've had some hard times. I mean, I've been down there, man, digging trenches and stuff. Like, it's it wasn't easy. What, mm -hmm. You know, you guys show up and you see the stamped concrete and the beautiful fireplace and everything. But to get to that point was, you know, it was some work. And yeah. uh, it took a lot of people from that town to help me get to where I was even. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. um, it's very easy to give back down there, I think, you know. And yeah. something like this, this is... You know, even to the, for the pongas, you know, now you're renting pongas from families in town. So h how's that? You know what I mean? Like yeah. a one-day rental or a, a weekend rental for them is so huge. You know right. what I mean? Like yeah. it's essentially a month of money for them in one weekend, you mm -hmm. know? So how all those kind of things. How has the island been? Because I know the last couple of years, I mean, hurricanes have ripped right through there. Yeah. And how has it been? Uh, the last one this year did did some goodness down there in, mm -hmm. in the way of bringing a lot of dirt out of the hills. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it really did like it. It rained super hard down there. We got lucky. Uh, that thing did turn uh, kind of inward uh, towards the coast. So we had kind of the backside of the storm versus that leading that leading edge uh, brunt, brunt right. force wind. Mm -hmm. They got a ton of rain, and there's no good uh, – plant structure to hold the water right. back and the dirt back. So some of the ramps gone. Some of the uh, pictures and the, and the videos we've seen was just like, man, yeah, yeah it, it was, it was raging down there pretty good. And, uh, the whole boat ramp is under probably four or five feet of dirt. And, and then it goes way out into the Marina again. Mm -hmm. So it's all probably beach launch and, mm -hmm. you know, pr pretty, pretty tough. So. Wow. That's huge. That's yeah. Are, are you still going to be doing kayak trips down there? Absolutely. I, I have okay. four kayaks down there right now. So uh, maybe it'll be, you know, not quite a six pack group of, of people right. kayaking, but um, definitely we have four. And so it'd be very easy, you know, two and two, or, you know, even if we wanted to put all four on one boat, if, you know, depending on how, how it was going to work out, how the mm -hmm. group wanted to do it. But um, kayaking is a big part of the program for me down there. Um, it, it honestly is. I mean, that place is awesome to kayak. You know, it, there's so much to do down there. Mm -hmm. And utilizing a ponga to get us there, even, you know, Chester's Rock or over to Benitos, the backside of the island where most of these, the other tours don't, they don't even want to fish there. Like, I mean, they charge you money to go back there. Like, right. that, that's where all the goodness is. You know what I mean? And it'll my program will be the same. Like, it's, it's one fee. You know, you pay this fee and then that's it. You get on the plane. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like, you get your paperwork done, get everything into us that we need. And then you just get on the plane and then we'll take care of it from there and we'll make sure you get your fish back home and all that kind of stuff. And we'll do it like we did, you know, we, we chart the weather and we go to a new spot every single day. And, uh, that's the, I, I, I take a lot of pride in that people come down and you guys are on vacation with me. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and with my group, like all the guys, Christian feels the same about this. Like I'm speaking for him as well. And everyone that works for me, Victor and the whole gang, Lulu and everybody. I was going to say, how's Christian? How's Lulu? How are those guys doing? Everyone is doing great. You know, nice. they're all down there. Lulu uh, is in Ensenada with a family member that's not feeling well, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, man, they all care about the customers, you know, like they yeah. all, and that's what makes <coughs> our place. Well, that showed special, when we were there. You know? That showed. Yeah. There's a lot of them around, too. I mean, it's not like I have a small group of people. Like, there's a lot of people there. And Mm -hmm. um, I think it doesn't matter what size the group is. Like, you know, we we like having the support. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just... It's really, really fun to have you guys come down on vacation and let me <laughs> take wait. you fishing. The fishing's good there, you know. Like if we fish our style, like how we fish up here, just go down there and do it. Like get mm-hmm. away from everyone, you know. Right. Go find yourself some current, find some bait, find some birds, maybe you know what I mean. But that current's a key element, you know what I mean. Hey, go find fi- that current. Fishing and, bass in the kelp there know, was oh, some of the best yeah. bass fishing I've had. Yeah, it's it's incredible. You there's several different styles, you know. You don't you're yep. not confined to like. Throwing the weedless or throwing the stick bait, you can, you know, come up with whatever you. Heck, I, like. I brought my own swim baits over that I poured in my own garage. Yeah, I mean, how satisfying is that? That was that fun. That was cool. Yeah, that was cool because you and Steve poured your own baits and all that, and we yep. actually got to use them in real time. And I mean, some of them worked, but others didn't. That's <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I mean, just that's fishing. Yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, yeah. That's fishing. That's that's the the fun part of it is experimental. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's the bite changes every day. Like you might go be throwing mm-hmm. a red one today, and tomorrow they want yellow or who knows what color. But yep. um, that's the beauty of it. You know, it's not. It's it's you're out there to uh, like learn something. Yeah. You know, it's not. It's you got to take in the whole experience. Like you're on the water. There's a a, a wide variety of of sea life, basically from seals to dolphins to the bird life and everything, and you, you sharks that all in. Yeah, you can see some sharks. You know what I mean? We did the time you were yeah. with us on the boat. Yeah, I mean it's all that's possible, and uh, you can see some really big fish too on the end of your line if you <laughs> <laughs> pay attention and bring down the lures. I tell you to bring down <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, you know, something that brings me back to the last couple of years or two years ago. I will never forget when yourself, myself, and I think Tim and Ted were on on the panga with us. Just going on the north side, just seeing a completely different side of the island, yeah. and really just fishing inside those canyons where mm-hmm. uh, the 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 pangaro is just literally on the controls, putting us putting the nose in there, us casting at pulling out massive fish, yep. all and it was just a basically an assembly line mm-hmm. that was cool. I, yeah. I will never forget that. Yeah, it feels like you're in a lake, kind of like kinda, you're yeah. almost like a bass, like you're just and yeah. you're just ripping down the line, man. You're fast, you're you're, yep. you're fast pitching, you're just. You know, making mm-hmm. several casts, just, you know, hit and run, hit and run, hit and run. And you're getting, that's a great technique because, first of all, if you get yourself all the way up there to the north point, mm-hmm. that, that far around, like you're 20 miles from town. So you're, <laughs> yeah. it's going to take you the rest of the day to fish your way home if you really want to just start right. fishing right there and mm-hmm. do that exact technique. And what you're doing is you're targeting all of the very aggressive fish, you know. You're not wasting your time casting 10 times at one rock. And to hope for one bite, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you're just, you're staying moving. You got new scenery, you got new water. Everyone gets new water on the boat that way. Yep. Um, and those are, it's new water equals opportunity because we mm-hmm. haven't, we haven't been there. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how you find fish. You know what I mean? Because this cove may not have current. You go around the corner and now it's sudden it's ripping current mm-hmm. and the fish want to bite in the current. That's just, I don't know. It's the trigger factor for them. Yeah. yeah. The bait's moving the. And that creates them to go crazy and eat. So yeah. um, that's the fun of doing that that style of fishing. And for me, it feels like a lake a lot of times. I mean, yeah, you're looking around, you're like, and you know where you're at. You know yeah, I mean? yeah, but, yeah, exactly. Um, 
it just the amount of fish that you have the opportunity to target mm-hmm. along those drifts. And that's how we find all the big yellows too. I mean, they're just, <laughs> it's almost a, a guarantee someone, you know, everyone gets caught up going down to there to the South side of the Island, to those high spots where you're going to catch that nice 15 to sometimes 25, usually it's like 15 to 18. Sometimes it's like the 15 to 35s. I get it. The, you'll get a yeah. mix of the big ones, but you will never be more rewarded than when you pull like a 35 or 40 from deep in the kelp or right on the rocks of the Island like that. Like, yeah, you will feel like a badass. Like you mm-hmm. will definitely feel like a badass, you know, for sure. And it's way more satisfying, you know. There you are fishing the weedless for calicos. You've got Corey's MC going mm-hmm. and you're banging the calicos and then all of a sudden you see that blue streak come out of the kelp and you don't even know what it is because it's so fast. <laughs> yeah. right. And the next thing you know, you feel like your whole gear and everything's about to just blow up in your hands. Yeah. And then you know you've got the right kind, right yep. on the kelp. And if you brought down the rigs that I tell you to bring because that's we're very – you know, we, we explain to you what to do and how to rig your stuff. So when you come down, you're ready for these fish because we do not fish the, the same up here. It's not the same. Um, it's similar, but it's much more like you You cannot have splices in your line. Just please do not do that. You know what it's I mean? It's a like, step above. Pay the extra money and get your reel completely full of spectra. Mm-hmm. The You know, if I tell you 65 or 80, just do it. It's so <laughs> worth it because yeah. you're going to... There's so many, like there's snags and all kinds of things. You're going to lose mm-hmm. a bunch of that line anyway. So you want to make sure that you have a good full spool. So when you get that right bite, you're ready. You yeah. know what I mean? You tie your knots. Like that's why the garage is so important. Like you retie constantly and on the water, super important. You hook a big fish, you must retie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You must retie. I mean, yeah. your next fish will, could be bigger, could be smaller, who knows, but it's going to, you have a chance of losing it. And that yeah. is never feels good in a so. place like cedros you don't want to lose fish you're probably going to get the fish of your life i mean most oh, times i mean yeah. there's there's some really crazy stuff going on over you there that's that why i like getting away from it by the way yeah i mean <laughs> it's uh i think because it's happened to me so many times right you know I mean? from the grouper to all the big uh white sea bass that i've caught deep like i i didn't know they hung out in 200 feet and <laughs> really if, i didn't know that either you use i i used chad's double rig the yep. the double hookup bait rig and it it's incredible the things you catch in 200 feet over on that island like it's it's something that everyone should do it's a lot of that good fishery is on the front side and the calmer side of the island so the lee of the island so you're you're out of the weather it's you're able to get there um some days the current is ripping so it's hard to get set up completely um on it but once you know you get to make a couple passes and you send down the right size bait you can't send down the little ones you send down the right one but i've i've had multiple incidents of hooking like two yellows down there (laughs) you know what i mean like one of them's breaking off eventually but yeah it's still pretty incredible to be pulling on like 50 pounds of fish you know and you know it's two yellows just battling each other down there trying to get away from each other at the same time so big black sea bass too now that uh, now that you've got your own plane are we fishing the day we get there oh automatic like that's we leave the the program is the same like we must be to the border by seven crossing by eight Yep. Now he says it's an hour. So uh, in this plane, um, this one's super hype. So we're jamming in this thing. One hour to the island. So we will land and immediately get to the house where it'll be the same program where we get you unpacked. Uh, there's food there so you can eat. Uh, the ladies will be making your lunch and get have your lunches ready to go. The boats won't be in the driveway anymore. That's going to be probably the only difference. 
we're going to end up going down to the marina. Could speed up the process because once you guys get your stuff ready, we could shuffle down all the gear and then you guys can eat real quick and then we get you on the boat and then you're out of there. So right. pretty mm -hmm. much by, I would say, you know, you could be fishing as early as 10 a.m. Is, you know I mean? is it still a beach launch or are we <clears throat> going down to the boats off that uh, that high pier or whatnot? Yeah, we'll, we'll pick a spot. Uh, each one of the uh, captains that we work with, like mm -hmm. uh, they'll they have kind of a different zone that they prefer oh, for okay. us. Uh, so Christian will get all that worked out for us. We'll know exactly where we need to. So the boat's already going to be launched, ready to go. You just ready have to, to hop go. in. That's it. That's okay. it. It'd be simple. A little, a little easier program. I mean, launching some, you know, yes, for me, it was nice because I could bring everything home. We got right. in the boats and the driveway and stuff like that. But uh, in an effort to kind of uh, share the wealth with other families in town, like I'm interested in like renting boats from people. And right. that way we're like supporting the local families and stuff like that. And, uh, drawing more people i'm bringing more people kind of into my group that way i'm now i'm bringing more families into like yeah the cedros casa de cedros cedros kayak fishing cedros island mm -hmm. fishing charters whatever we are like right our our spot man like you guys know the spot you know what i mean this yeah. is this is the house up on the hill that where we just chill and have a great time and fish hard and away from everyone and do do our own thing we have our own vacations you know what i mean yeah so that's awesome I, I mean, I'm, I, for one, I'm super stoked to go back down. I haven't been down since we took that trip. Have you been able to keep tabs on the island, what, how fishing is and all that stuff? I've, yeah, you know, over the it's, last two it's years? constant. Um, a bunch of the captains just burn me daily with crazy photos. You know, right? <laughs> how nice. I mean, come on. Like, you know, here I am, you know, out working, working on a construction site. You know what yep. I mean? And it, and it is nice because I enjoy you know, the connection with all of them. And they just want, you know, a lot of those kids that are fishing in those other boats, like they were fishing with me in the beginning. And yeah. so it's almost like they're showing me like that they're, they learned the things that we were doing and they're out there catching fish. So it's kind of, it's really nice to see all that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, I get constant reports, you know, lately it's been, you know, tuna and Dorado and stuff like that, but it's, it, it's, nothing's changed. I mean, the fishing's kind of the same. You know what I mean? Like it's, uh, it's how, how big are the Dorado and tuna down there right now? Uh, the tunas have ranged up to about the 20 pound range. Not, not, it's all the football size, you know, yep. 10, 10 to twenties. The good eaters. Um, yeah. Same with the Dorado. <laughs> They're in the, the 10, you know, six to, we'll call it six to 15 pound range right now this time of year. So, um, no, lot, lots of fun, lots of action. This is a great time of year to go. A lot of people, uh, kind of start slowing down. They don't fish. And some of the best bites of the year are occurring right now on Cedros. This is when it gets really mystical down there. Things start happening. The water gets the warmest. And things start happening. Like the currents get a little weird. The currents end up flowing right along the coast, like right in on tight on the island in shallow water, you know, 10, 20 wow. to, you know, 100 feet out, like just right there along. the. And so it, that brings a lot of bait. And, um, I mean, you're catching Dorado sometimes like in 15 feet of water. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, this is when it gets really magical. The calicos start going pretty nuts up, especially like the San Augustine area and things like that up there yeah. in, the, in the outside kelp beds. Uh, you can get up there and just get in some ripper bites, you know, on how's the halibut right now? Haven't had a lot of reports. Really? Probably guys aren't <clears throat> targeting them because of the tuna and the other species True. that are around. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, um, but I'm sure if you went up there and drifted, it's been an interesting past couple of years. Like uh, middle of August has like been great halibut fishing down there. It's, you know, there you are in the middle of, of, you know, fishing yellows and calicos and stuff. And if you go to the right areas, like you have a chance of really, like a really big halibut yeah. at the same time on the same equipment that you'll be fishing and everything else. So, so Jeff, I know uh, one thing that I saw earlier this year, actually a couple months ago, a lot of the captains, a lot of the, uh, 
I guess, other operations down there, they've been, or they made a decision this year to only do catch and release bass uh, on the island. I know, you know, bass is super important to you, super important to the island and all that stuff. Good thing, bad thing, you're in favor of it? Uh, oh, conservation always, you know what I mean? Yeah, like let's, uh, you know, it's, I'm, so I've been down there 10 years. Those guys yeah. were down there several years before I even got set up. I was fishing with them, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, we'll call it 15 years those guys have been down there. And uh, uh, I applaud them finally starting to do some conservation. I mean, honestly, like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy at the same time as like, well, what have you been doing this whole time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. do, uh, does it need to be zero? I, I disagree with that completely because Fair. people do enjoy calicos. Um, it's a delicious fish, you know, so how about a slot limit? You know, how about you stop slaughtering? You know what I mean? Like you think you're doing anything good. Okay. You, you, you're finally deciding that you're going to call it catch and release. Uh, no, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that's not, that's not helping the fishery any, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like if you look at like Florida and places like that, like they have slot limits. That's why they want you to take in the range where the fish are the most at that time if they're like right. 15 to 18 inches right. or whatever you know what i'm talking about like don't take the real small ones you got you know you take the 12 to 18 inch fish or whatever and don't take know, the breeders and don't take the big ones you know what <clears> i mean <throat> like i 100 percent agree with that yeah but you don't throw a fish that you know is going to die away either like right. even if it is a big one you know you got, that's all part of conservation as well like yeah. being ethical about the whole situation if things going to die what the crab you're hoping the crabs are going to eat it so mm-hmm. people go there to catch calico bass yes i agree with letting them go but um, there's a lot of you could limit it to you know one or two fish per day something like that you know what i mean a, a, a couple fish per man within the slot limit you know yeah you just changed everything you were giving a guy 5 I mean, how about follow the limits? You know what I mean? Like, I've never seen any of those captains even follow the limits, like, let alone, and now all of a sudden they want to stop everything. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wouldn't do that. They can do whatever they want. That's their program. There's no rules on the island like that. It's not in the Mexican bylaws. Like, it might be something they're trying to do around there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but I I don't think it could, like, that's not the smart way. Like, you, you can have a take of, like I said, a couple fish, it, within a slot limit that would actually improve the fishery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scientifically proven. You know what I mean? Like follow any studies. Like that's why we've spent millions and millions of dollars already on research to figure that out in states like Florida. Texas is another. Louisiana. You know what I mean? All mm-hmm. of those lower states. Like all this research has been done. Like it's it'd be very simple. You know, if they wanted to just go online for two minutes. Like yeah. we could come up with something a little bit better. But to say – completely only catch and release no, that's not I you know believe that's exactly what's what would be best for the island like i'm thinking the island mm-hmm. not only the fishery but just everything right. you know what i mean like everything like i think i think it's a case-by-case situation where it's like you you just said where you know if there's something that we just know it's going to die and it's within the legal limit and all that stuff okay should harvest we, it we Absolutely. should harvest yeah right. and to your point uh when we were down there i mean i remember on one day it's like okay I need to feed X amount of families today. Right. Let's uh, everyone. We need five bass or right. something like that. Right. And that's pretty cool too. That that's ethical in itself. It, uh, it that is one of my favorite activities. Like that, uh, a lot of people come to the gate at my house. Like it's yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. a, a lot of people. And uh, but to have people come and say, hey, would you would you mind catching fish for my family tomorrow? You know, I'm like those are the favorite people. Uh, bring in. Uh, we bring a lot of fish to the military over there. You know yeah. I mean? mm-hmm. They're rotating guys every month. So it's not like you're trying to get friendly with one person. Cause that's Correct. not the way it works over there. Like it's a constant rotation for that exact, exact reason. You know, they don't want anyone getting too friendly. 
Um, that's not where we're doing it. Those guys are over there eating who knows what canned, whatever yeah. they're feeding them, you know yeah. what I mean? And so to go and bring them four or five beautiful yellowtail, you know, like it's it's really super rewarding. The older people, the elders of the island, um, those are really the ones I fish for the most. You right. Know? Um, I have a big group of people that I fish for already, and that's some of my funnest evenings is uh, coming home, having McQueen clean all of our fish for us and bag it, and then getting in the Jeep and, you know, grabbing a beverage and then driving around and <laughs> passing out fish. Passing you know what I mean? Fish, like, yep. just, you know, load up the cooler and then go to all these families and pass out the fish. Like, it, I... I'm not one to freeze fish. I really don't want to do that. Like it's mm-hmm. not. I there's. I don't have one interest in that. Like if we're taking the time to kill this thing, the the fish, and eat it fresh, we need to uh, take ultimate care of it. I think it's yeah. super super important to show the the fish respect. I guess you know what I mean. Like and so that's why we do what we do. We take your pitcher and then we're immediately bleeding that thing, and we have a, our cooler bag with a bunch of ice. You know what I mean. So we want the meat nice and chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, that way you have your best quality, and then we you know we clean it very well, process it very well, get all of the bloodline and all that stuff out of there. Mm-hmm. And uh, all, all of the carcasses and stuff, uh, during the dead of summer, not not a ton we can do with those things. So a lot of those things, unfortunately, get wasted. But during lobster season and things like uh, that, yeah. man, everything gets used. So yeah, yeah. that's a, another good, important you know mm-hmm. point. We're not selling that to people. Like we're giving it to them. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's very important. Like, that's how you help others in, on the island. So, Darren, do you remember our nickname for Jeff down there? Uh-oh. Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, I do. What was it? Jesus. Yep, Jesus. The fisherman and the carpenter. <laughs> yep, out there kissing babies. <laughs> <laughs> True story, too. True story. Yep. Thanks. I'll never forget that. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. I of course. That. Yeah. Of course. Man, I mean, I'm I'm so happy for you. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be an epic. Uh, I, I don't want to call it comeback because it was just it was a sabbatical. Yeah. yeah. We, and we uh, did some restructuring. You know what I mean? Yeah. We got our head screwed on right, as my dad used to tell me. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he used to say that all the time. Get your head screwed on right, you know. So uh, I got my head screwed on right, and now I'm ready to uh, perform at high levels for everyone. That's what it's about yeah. for me. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. extremely important. Like you, if you watch any video online, you'll see my excitement in this. Like it's not. It's I don't take this lightly at all. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very serious thing to me and very important. And uh, for I'm I'm giving you guys a good vacation, right? Like I put this whole thing together. Like I figured yeah. it out down there. I'm down there. You know, I am the one that got all this stuff shipped to the island, all, all you know, 50 miles offshore. I, I got this whole thing put together for us. But I also now got to synchronize and run it from this point. Yeah. And this is the most fun part. This is the re- rewarding part. When I was digging the trenches, like these are the days that I thought about. Like you guys coming down and enjoying the fireplace and hanging out. And with all that anticipation of what's the day going to be like and everything, yep, um, yeah, it's I, I'm just thrilled that this is coming back around. Um, well, what's what's awesome too is the <coughs> the next big thing that we're going to do for this podcast, we're going to start video. Oh, rad! So we've got to <laughs> yeah, get so down we there. Go YouTube, yeah, we got to get down there and and do some video and yeah, absolutely. Like you guys you. definitely got to put your start putting your trips together. Like yep. this is where it's coming out. Like I haven't. Chris and I are going to be working on my website now over the next, you know, several weeks. Yep. Uh, once that gets going, I'm not 100% sure I'm going to sign up for the fishing show this coming up season, but the word's going to get out pretty quick, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, especially, you know, now that I've come on here, I know you guys are going to cut this pretty quick and get it out. Yeah. So I would imagine things are going to start flowing. So I put together your group and start getting ready. 
Um, as that website gets built, we'll, we'll work, I'll have the pricing and everything worked out for everyone. But the important thing, it's not going to be much different than it was. I mean, the fares are sim uh, very similar, like for the airplane, um, as I'm talking to those guys, they're not changing, you know, fuel's gone up a little bit. So there might be a slight adjustment. Um, right. but for the most That's part, fair. it's going to be, you know, really close to where I was before I'd imagine. And, uh, but we'll get all that spelled out and we'll have some nice photos and, um, we'll have it set up both ways. So if, if you wanted to, uh, plan your own trip and I'll, you know, I can give you the steps on if you want to fly out of Ensenada, you want to fly out of TJ, what's, you know, you want the private charter plane, or are you just going to, you know, cross, go all the way down and uh, get on uh, ASG. Mm -hmm. um, you can call them yourselves or do you want me to call, you know, how, however you right. want to work it. I can, uh, we're, we're basically going to help you with everything, but uh, yeah, super excited to get this whole thing. It's almost kind of like you're turning into a travel agent for, for people <laughs> or it's like, okay, <laughs> Call me, and then basically I will customize your trip to way the the way that you want to do yeah. it. Yeah, which for specifically Cedros, yeah. And then soon we'll be uh, we'll have have things going down in like Bahia Sunsion area. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we uh, Christian and I uh, we bought a house uh, last year down there, nice. and uh, so yeah, we'll be doing <laughs> some more construction. <laughs> it's really good down there. November, December, really? January. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Crazy huh. fishing right there. Yeah, really, really good. Bunch of yellows. There's tuna comes in super close. Oh, there's really? Dorado down there. There's calico bass. And then it, it kind of like that's like the transition zone right there. It's kind of switching into uh, you know, Pargo, a lot okay. of Pargo down there. There's mm. really good grouper fishing, like just a little bit south right there. Like go down 10, 15 miles and you're kind of right in the same area that the La Bocana people fish. Yeah. Oh, but you're yeah. coming from the from the north a little bit. You know what I mean? So you nice. can sneak into the zone down there. Oh, yeah. Smash it and get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Drift in unknown. <laughs> I mean, it's not that they would care anyway, but like, I just, you know, it's fun to talk about. Yeah, like that. yeah, like exactly. Being all stealth. And so <clears throat> another fishing question for me. Um, what, what, what's your favorite time to go? I mean, I know you could say all year long, but I mean, this time of year we're you know, we're in early November now, Yeah. October, November, you get a lot of pelagic, a lot of tuna, mm -hmm. a lot of dodos and all that. But I mean, we were there in July, I think. Yes. Yep. And that was epic bass fishing yeah. and yellowtail and all yeah. that. Like, yeah. what's your favorite season? So I think, I mean, just even, you know, because, yes, my generic answer always is, like, you can come down any any month and, yeah. and catch fish down there if you want. But uh, the mid-May to, like, mid-June, sometimes it shuts down in June, right? Yeah. But right prior to that, it so was early. going, like, ape shit. Like, just everything crazy. Like, right out in front of town, sometimes you're, the yellows are just stacked five minutes out. You know what I mean? Wow. Like, hmm. Yeah, I've been down there a bunch of times on, like, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And uh, epic fishing, bass fishing sometimes is some of the best right around that time of year, too. Like, really, really crazy bass fishing. What's um, the water temp like down there? It'll be, that? like, <clears throat> excuse me, at that time, 60s, mid-60s. Okay. You know what I mean? So... And climbing, so yeah. like they're on the, they're on the bite. Warm. Yeah, they're on, they're on the bite for sure. Like that's that's probably my favorite time. It's probably your opportunity to catch the biggest yellow of the year, like up on the surface. Like there's other times mm -hmm. of the year, but you got a chance. Like, and I've never caught one, but like there's sixties and bigger running around that time of year. You <laughs> know what I mean? So that would be that'd be some crazy stuff, right? What's the uh, <laughs> what's the biggest calico you've seen pulled out of there? Uh, at my house, uh, we're in the nine pound range. And I've had I, I, I probably should wear them because I guess every you know it's kind of a thing. Like if you got a ten, and uh, I was speaking at the Southern California Tuna Club mm -hmm. last a month or a month and a half ago, and the world record calico is hanging on that wall, like fourteen four whatever yes. it is. Yep, it's hanging in their place. Like I didn't know that. Like I was I walk in, I'm like, uh, like you know, and it's that's a huge fish. Obviously, it's been stuffed and everything, but that's a huge fish. Like most yeah. people think a five pounder is like a ten, like. So 
I, I don't know. I've never been interested in weighing. For us, it's in the nine pound range, the ones that we have weighed. Um, I've caught it's, it's some funny that you, you've seen that fish because my goal is to beat that. And I know it can be I think done everywhere. over there. Oh, yeah. There's definitely spots. We just right got to get down deep yeah. below the little ones. Yeah. You got to, <clears throat> those fish are that big for a reason. Like they're not free swimming up in the middle no. of the water column chasing a bunch nope. of bait. You know, they're not doing that. You're going to get those fish, you know, maybe in 20 feet of water, 30 feet of water. I bet that thing's but swimming. You got to get down. You're going to be down near his hole, though. Yeah. He's not coming out far to eat because he didn't get to be 70, 75 years old for nothing that fish right there could be even older right yeah I mean, exactly so um now is there be delicate i mean it's a shame you know because i know everyone wanted to like claim it so they can you but know, that's, that was in, my I next guess. question is there a way to when you do igfa records is there a way to do it without killing it i think there is a process but you cannot weigh a fish like while you're on the boat you have to be on to be on land. the land that's one of the criteria where most people get dq'd is like they weighed it on, on, on the boat, did, and the boat's moving, and do so they you, do they have a way of doing it? That we're measuring it by length and girth, though. Is there is there a mathematical way of I, doing that? I don't know if they would give you the actual record. Like okay. they're going to want you to go ashore and film the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like which is totally easy to do. Like if you're, they sell scales that are you know easily transportable that could go out on the boat. You mm-hmm. can have those things certified right here in uh, La Mesa. Is where they have a, a IGFA certified uh, scale person okay. that could certify your scale for you. Um, people, anyone, just people can come down with so- certified bogo grips and things like that. That would help you, but you cannot be on the boat. You have yeah, you would have land. to beach the boat, get out. Like so, that's a process where you could kill the fish. I mean, yeah, exactly. The chances are pretty high. Calicos, although they're pretty rugged, they they are also delicate at the same time. So, gotcha. Yeah, man, I I can't wait. Oh, wh- yeah. Okay, so that actually brings up another question. You're not going to be at the shows, probably not this year, but is that going to be around the time when we can start booking trips possibly? Yeah, I'll, uh, like you and I need to get busy yeah. and get our get the website up so that I can just, all, all I really need to do is put the calendar out there. And okay. then, but yeah, if you wanted to like pick your dates, you know, like my uh, Katie Schmidt and Carl, it, mm-hmm. they, they've got a window in June. Like they, they we can't, I took them oh, down. Oh, so we're once. not, we're not the first. Damn it. You're not the, the you're, well, that's, I mean, I, that's, I get it. That's Katie, 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 I mean, Katie, yeah. Katie yeah. and Carl, you know what I mean? Like, what do you, yeah, I'm super close with those guys. Who's Carl? You know I mean? <laughs> Just kidding. Kate, Katie's wife, right? Or Katie's husband. Uh, yeah. yeah. What would yeah, that Kate, be? Uh, Katie K- was, K-H, like, yeah. <laughs> Katie was with you when, uh, when we went, yeah. she took care of everything absolutely, for, absolutely. On, on this side. She, she's with the intrepid now. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so she has she's a great, great person. Job. Oh, yeah. Her whole family is yeah. fantastic. Carl's yeah. awesome too. Yeah, yeah, that guy's. Yeah. Fishing yeah. everything like super nice man too. Yeah. Definitely. Oh man. She was so, on, yeah. they went with us on the um on the uh, San Diego trip. Yeah. Yeah. And she landed some big Fun tuna. Group. Yeah. She, yeah, she, I saw a couple of her photos, a couple yeah. of her posts yeah, on she did good. Uh, Facebook and stuff. Yeah, she's she's been getting them good. So, you so you went fishing a couple months ago down in Ensenada. When are we going to go fishing? Just yeah, up we here, need to just go casual. Soon. Yeah, I would love that. I I'm, uh, it's been a long summer of working on my boat. Like it just mm-hmm. didn't work out. The Is your boat back up here? I have, uh, I bought a new one, of course. Oh. And, uh, so <laughs> nice. Naturally. I, I bought a, uh, a Boston Whaler, a 27 footer. It's a, a oh, Navy Guardian, the, the Guardian edition. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. so little, little, uh, 
tougher version. It has a big dive door on the side. It, four that's foot here dive in door. the States? It's right there in Temecula where I live at the boatyard. So, um, the dive door is for the tuna, though. For whatever. Swimming or just having having a great time. You know? When are we going? Lots to do in the ocean besides kill fish, everybody. When are we going? Uh, as soon as the guy finishes it. You know? <laughs> 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 2024? 2024? <laughs> hey, spring's right around the corner. Uh, it's been a long, like my second motor just got there like a, you know, oh, two, okay. two months ago. Um, I built my own center console out of that, uh, CUSA board. Yeah. Uh, cause I wanted to, uh, more room for, so I wanted the screens and everything that I wanted, set the yep. console up the, the way that I wanted. So I was, I was comfortable and we're comfortable on the boat. Uh, I got an 80 gallon blue seas bay tank on there. Going to be on there this year. Um, and, uh, Garmin, all Garmin electronics. That's I, nice. I'm used to working with. Uh, I'll have radar and the whole bit. Um, twin Merc 300, so we'll zip around pretty pretty darn good. Holds 300 plus gallons, so we'll be fishing Tanner and all the fun stuff. I'll put so, you know, put the right anchor set up on it. And, you know, we'll leave nice. it at proper time and just zip out there. You know what I mean? Like, sounds like uh, we'll be doing a lot of star tournament fishing this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, the sure. star tournament's coming here to California, right? What what is that? You have to explain that. Go ahead, Chris. <laughs> Not the smartest guy. You know, so so we'll, we'll we'll do a whole episode regarding star uh, at a later date. But ultimately. <laughs> Um, I was not prepared to talk about this, but sorry, since I brought, you brought it up. It up um, Star is basically the popular tournament that CCA uh, does in other states. So Texas, Florida, Louisiana, all those other states have a star tournament. The star tournament runs from Memorial Day to Labor Day, hmm. and they all have massive grand prizes. I'll give you an example. So down in Texas, they tag redfish. If you catch one of their tagged redfish, each tag has it correlates to a prize. I see. When I was back in Texas three weeks ago, I think, or a yeah. month ago, they had five brand new center console boats wow. all lined up in the parking lot because they had five tag- tagged fish caught Wow! in the summer. But the be- it gets better. The guys, uh, the winners, had to go to the Ford dealership down the street to go pick up their brand new trucks that, that go with, with the, the boat? center console. Yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. From catching a tagged fish? From catching yeah. a tagged fish. Jeez. So- but- we can't tag fish in California. Yeah, because, you know, California. Yep, yep. But we're, we're doing something very, very cool. We do have a boat huh. that we're going to give away as a grand prize. Wow. And I'll just tease it at that. Yep, but yep. But it's, uh, it's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. That I know, sounds epic. I know I hit you up for, for something uh-huh. a couple weeks ago, so Absolutely. we'll talk a little, a little bit more about that. But, yeah, it's going to be fun. Wow, it's going to be super really- fun. Really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be fun. The best part is the, the, the starting fee is just, you have to be a CCA member mm-hmm. and it's only a $40 entry fee. Interesting. For the whole summer. Wow. And you fish as much as you want. And you yeah. have a list of species you can yep. target. Yep. And then Five different species. Measure and them and picture and just like they do in the tourneys now. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Keep it if you want, if it's a tuna, I guess, and sure. or yellow and then otherwise... I wow. will. Uh, I'll leave it at that. Or, or <laughs> right. yeah, right. probably talking about stuff I shouldn't have been talking about. Yeah, thanks, Darren. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no wonder he doesn't invite you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jeff. I, well, speaking of fishing, so you've had a lot of great. Uh, I can imagine you've had a lot of great memories down there over the last ten years that you've been there and absolutely, all that. Absolutely. What are some of your favorites that come to mind? I know this is kind of a brand new chapter for you coming up, but uh, just. Kind of go dive in the past. What are your favorite yeah. memories? Um, so obviously, it myself personally, I've caught lots of fish. But the most rewarding part, and my my dear friend Kevin Nakata is the one that told me this. He's like, who's who's Kevin? I've never heard of her. Yeah, I- he, <laughs> yeah. He's a Florida a Florida Florida fisherman. Yeah, that, that heard, I, yeah. We, that's heard. what we heard. So, uh, <laughs> but he he always told me 
of course the guide, you know, a guide can always catch the fish, but a good guide can have his clients catch the fish the same way that he is. So that means you have to teach your yeah. people if you're using a stick bait, well then you need to show everyone how to use that stick bait as he did for me and to catch fish. You yeah. know what I mean? That's what a good guide does. So I I always take that theory, you know, with with this this whole thing like it's mm-hmm. a so the most important thing to me is that my clients are catching, you know. And so some of my best memories like I I've haven't even caught a big halibut down there. But then this father son comes down in April and the guy's using an 8-inch slug and he barely knows how to use the thing and all of a sudden he brings up a 31 pounder. He's like, "Oh, I think I, I think I'm snagged." And you know, and it's just like and I'm like, you know, like uh, our last season that we were there, there was a father son there and uh, I was fishing side by side with the son. We were fishing a, a rock pile in like 40 feet of water and it was endless calicos and I kept telling him Something, something's going to happen. Like, we've got the calicos too whipped up. Like, that's a thing. If you ever get on a rock pile and you're just banging them one after another, man, make sure everything is good with your gear because something's about to happen. I guarantee right. it. There's big fish that are, they see the action and they want to mm. know what is going on. And they're going to come in. The little fish are going to move out of their way and they're going to eat your jig. And that's exactly what happened to this kid. He, and he got a 67-pound black sea bass oh. on a four-inch plastic swim bait as we were banging calicos. That thing ate it and drug him around for 25 minutes, and his father got to film him the whole time. Nice. <laughs> and they're going to be awesome. thinking about it forever. You know what I mean? Um, I posted a video recently. It was like a three-parter of uh, a father or a, a husband and wife that came down. And uh, we just got into like a couple days of crazy white sea bass fishing, like I was hiding on the backside island. No one knew where I was. I was deep on the backside island. <laughs> Two-hour boat ride. I did it for six weeks. Like, we were killing them back there, like big ones. Mm-hmm. And I put this lady on a 30-pound white sea bass on plastics, on a swim bait. You know what I mean? Wow. So, like, those are, you know, she was screaming. I mean, I posted it. Like, it was jumping up and down. I mean, so here's this, you know, 50-year-old lady having asking acting like a teenager again you know what i mean like so those for me are like you know that's why i do this you know what i mean like that's why i organize everything so you don't have to worry about a thing you come down and you focus on the fishing and have a great time because i've caught a bunch of these fish i know they're there and that's what i try to do i take you to the same spots where we're whacking them and i show you the lures that we're using i show you the technique it's nothing out of the ordinary i'm not doing anything special just paying attention to what I'm doing, you know, looking the it's the finer things that get you the big bites. Like that's the thing. Like everyone can throw a lure out there and reel it in and catch a fish, but throwing it out there, letting it sink a little bit, maybe something, uh, you know, you're twitching it on the way in. There's always all these little subtleties that you that create the bigger bite. And that's yeah. that's what I try to show people too. So that's all my to answer the question. That's yeah. my my favorite record. Obviously. I have a world record. I've caught a world record down there. Re- super, that super one. great memory for me. There, all the Hobie guys were down there. It was like one of those fluke trips. Uh, Morgan and Kevin. Ke- and, as I say, Kevin was and, with you uh, at that time. Yeah, and a couple of the guys. And so, um, you know, all they want to do is catch grouper. I'm like, I never even caught a grouper here. You know, like, I don't even know where they're at. <laughs> so we get there the first day. We launch right there by the marina. Mm-hmm. Morgan's like second or third cast. He gets like a 19-pound broomtail grouper. So I go, hey, Kev, they're right here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. obviously, they're all on that wall. I knew that. But, like, I've never caught them. I never targeted them. I didn't know, you know, and oh, they eat swim baits. I, okay. And they also eat surface iron. You know, they'll eat anything. Like, they're right. a fish. Hmm. So um, I was fishing at the salt factory. We all, we all were. Um, it wasn't a great bite that day. We had kind of drifted out of the area, 
and uh, Vince, I forgot his last name, uh, a, a man from Hobie, Vince was there, and he hooked a big yellow on a bucktail jig in 20-pound line and his, on his bass ride. And oh, so no. that thing took us all the way out to the point. It was like almost a 40. It was a huge fish, and we got it. And so Fishing at, 20? Yeah. Oh, and so gosh. after that, on, on his bass rod, you know what I mean? Like That's so he, the beauty he of a clearly, kayak. He clearly messed the memo about only fishing 60 to 80. There was no memo going to those guys. They know what they're doing. You know sure. what I mean? You, you, <laughs> you just hit the nail, nail on the head, though. That is the beauty of fishing on a kayak. Yeah. Because it's it's going to pull you, but it's also acts as drag. You're just a gonna, big buoy. Yep, that's all you exactly. are. If you, if you don't panic, you mm-hmm. can get fish like that. It's exactly how I got this fish. So I paddled back to the salt factory because that's one of my favorite zones right there. And I have this technique where I throw the surface iron out and then I'll wait 30, 45 seconds, try to let it get down 30, 40 feet, put it in gear, maybe crank four or five times and then put it in free spool again. So you're kind of sliding away with the current. And then your jig's kind of sliding away the other way. So after a little bit, I had more than half of my spool out. Yeah, it's the thing was out. probably down in like 50 feet of water. And I was in 75 feet, so right over the top of the rock pile. And I just started reeling. And I thought for, you know, obviously hook up. Thought I had, knew I didn't have a yellow. Wasn't fighting the same. Thought, who knows. For a while, I thought I had a rope, you know, because it just kind of drove away from me. It would yeah. come a little bit and then kind of go away. Um, and then I don't know about 20 minutes in the fight, I felt it rubbing the bottom. I'm like, oh yeah, no, this is this is a fish. And uh, so I didn't really? call anybody, you know, on the radio. I kind of waited a little bit just to make sure. You know yeah. what I mean? You don't want to like because they were so far away. They're about a mile away from me. Um, and there was a lot of people on the dock at the fish at the salt factory right there watching because I'd been on this fish for a bit. Um, they got in their boat and they came out there and were by me. They were kind of circling around. And uh, yeah, I was. You know, 25, 30 minutes, all of a sudden that thing came up. And at first I thought it was a big black sea bass. I'm like, oh, man, you know, because it looked big. And I knew it probably wasn't going to live. But I, you know, I don't know how good they would taste when they're that size. And Mm -hmm. um, then it like turned and I saw the tail. I'm like, oh, this is what those guys were after, you know. So then I tried to gaff it. And I just kind of hit it like I hit a yellow. And like it didn't even go in. And I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) So luckily the thing was just, it was, he was done so done. Yeah. it was just kind of laying there and it didn't do anything otherwise i probably would have tipped over who knows what but then i got another shot at it and i got it alongside my boat and i couldn't do anything like i was gassed completely gassed <laughs> you know what I mean? my heart was pounding i got this giant fish alongside my boat i'm praying it doesn't wake up and start going crazy yeah. and uh the salt factory boat was right there so then i get on the radio and i start calling to my no, captain and knowing everybody. you you're probably freaking the hell out i too. was freaking out on the radio like get over here you know what i mean like just screaming at the guy and uh, they he come they got over there and then it just of course like so David was my captain at the time and he could not pull it even into the ponga oh my and gosh. so a, a guy got off of the salt factory boat and got on the ponga and then they both pulled it in oh. um, and so then all the guys came and they saw them oh my god and so it was a couple hours later and then Kevin of course <laughs> says I think yeah. I think something we're like you might have something here you know so we were having we were barbecuing burgers on the beach midday. And so I called up here back to, to California to my friend Chris in Newport, and uh, who I knew was in front of a computer. And I said, hey, look up Broomtail Grouper, you know what I mean? And tell us in the IGFA what it is. And they said it was uh, 100.8 is what Chris told me. And so we all said, that fish is over 100 pounds. Like, no matter what, it's over 100 yeah. pounds. And so we were like, dude, we got the record. And so Kevin is he knows people at IGFA, of yeah. course, right? Of course he does. And so he... I still we, don't know who this Kevin is. <laughs> yeah, the mysterious. So yeah. we call and we talk to someone that he knows and they tell us what to do. So we, I went into town 
and I borrowed a scale from one of the stores because I didn't have a scale. Like, how am I going to weigh this thing, right? So I borrowed this like digital scale. scale. Yeah, a big, a big, a big. And so I bring a sheet of plywood from my house, and so uh, we, you know, filmed the whole process. Kevin filmed the whole thing. So we have the fish right there on the dock. We film the scale. He films the whole scale, and then we. Uh, set the sheet of plywood on there and then we hit tear and he's filming the whole thing and then we set the fish on there so we videoed the whole process we measured it the girth the length everything we recorded all of that and then i submitted like all of that and uh you have to submit a cer certain length of the line and yep. the, you don't have to submit the jig but i just submitted the whole thing i thought they would send it back and they didn't i was kind of bummed oh but uh and they don't rate it off your leader they rate it off your main line and so my leader was 35 pounds. Like I would, that would be a record of being there for. Oh my gosh. Till yeah. Until World War III destroyed us or something. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. But I still have all tackle, which is a good record at 108.9. Um, so to finish the story, uh, I purchased the scale from the store because I knew I needed to certify it. So I purchased the scale and I put it on the plane and I brought it home with me <laughs> <laughs> back to America and brought it to the place in san diego and they certify it when we weighed it and videoed it, it was 108.6 but then they added three tenths once they certified the scale and so it's 108.9 is my record um an interesting fact uh, fact of all of it was uh there was a seal in the belly of that fish and that's probably really? what got me the record yeah when we were cleaning it we could see it was something was in there and wow. so when we cut it open and i we videoed it uh he kevin cut it open and then he like turned the mass that was there and you could you could see the face i mean you, you could see it like so that's probably why i got the record you know what i mean so mm -hmm. um but um yeah it was exciting times i'm not sure why god has given me that record yet i'm sure mm -hmm. there's going to be a, a meaning here soon sometime yeah. um but yeah super stoked to have that uh, i also that's have awesome. 80 pound line pass, so yeah it's like a double igfa world record from Cedros Island's pretty that's, pretty awesome. Yeah, I probably wouldn't gosh. have got it if I wasn't on the kayak. I don't think I would have got it. Uh, just the amount of you know you can't put a lot of pressure on thirty five, and it was just chafed when it came oh, up. Yeah. And then yeah, of course Kevin beat me up about my knots. You know, back to back <laughs> and, and my my Palomar. You know, <laughs> so uh, he's like, "There's just no way." I'm like, "Well, oh man, it happened." They catch world records. Yeah, I tell everyone the same thing. Like, yeah. Just catches world records. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how uh, how's bait down there? Uh, it's always available. Yeah. You know, um, I think uh, a lot of guys, and I try to preach this to everyone that goes fishing Cedros Island, like, okay, if the bait is readily available in the harbor and or in the immediate vicinity, then and that's what you want, you want bait, then take the time right then to do it if it's readily available. But don't take a lot of time because pretty much wherever you're going to go fish, you're probably stopping to fish because you just found bait. You know what I mean? Or some yeah. sort of sign of life. And a lot of times where we're going to fish, like there is a lot of bait and we can, you can jig bait right then and there or you can start fishing with lures a lot of times what i do is i go to the spot and then everyone will start fishing and then like myself and the captains will start making bait mm. that way you guys are already fishing you're fishing jigs you might not mm -hmm. be doing exactly what you want but um you sh everyone should come down there with the mindset especially because most of us are bait fishermen up here come down there with the mindset that you're going to better yourself at throwing jigs because it's a place where you can get better. How do you get better? By getting bit. Like, yeah. that's how you get better at anything. Like, you have yeah. to succeed, right? So what, how do we succeed in fishing? Throwing the lure out there and getting bit. So a place like Cedros Island where there's a lot of bites, it's a great place to learn a new technique. And I try to 
tell everyone to do that. Like they really, that's what was awesome should. about our group. When we went down there, was, everyone was artificial. Yeah. That's all we wanted to yeah. do. And yeah. I'm an artificial guy. I know you're an artificial guy. Really? I know you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, that was my next question where it's like, okay, if our group was special because we made a point where it's like, there's going to be no bait. It's just bring your jigs, bring, we're going to try out a whole bunch of swim baits and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, but how common is that? Is that pretty common when, with your groups? Yeah. With my groups, I, cause I try to push it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want everyone to, to push themselves. You know what yeah. I mean? Like you're, you're uh, yes, you're on your vacation and whatever, but come down and learn something at the same time. Like why not better yourself a little bit? You know what I mean? Like learn a different technique. Don't be afraid. You're down there for, you have tons of, you know, I'm fishing you, you're on the boat at six, you're coming in at five. So you're on the boat for like 11 hours, probably 10 of it, maybe nine and a half of it. We're fishing. Mm-hmm. You're fishing nine hours. Why not try something new? Best time to try something new right there in the morning. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't be afraid. Grab that surface iron and make some casts. Like when we pull up to an area, just don't want to go straight to the bait tank and pin on a macro. Like that's the sure bet. You know what I mean? That's, exactly. That's the absolute sure bet. That's like going to Albertsons. You know, you're going to get what you want. You know what I mean? Like yeah. try, try, you know, go to whole foods and see if you can get what you're trying to get. You know what I mean? Or something different like that. <laughs> just try something new, try something yeah. different. I think that's the, the most important thing. I try to help everyone expand their horizons, I guess maybe is another good terminology yeah. for it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, so, you know, um, like when, when we went there two years ago, it's, it's going to sound a little crazy, but I, I've only experienced this feeling maybe a couple times on a couple different trips, years being one of them where it's almost like a, um, I don't even know what to call it, but it's almost like a total magical experience oh, to yeah. where you go down there because honestly, man, it was like we were just going to our friend Jeff's house and Absolutely. we were just going to be there for a weekend and uh-huh. we were just going to fish the crap out of the island and then yeah. and then be gone. Yep. That's and, exactly how I want it to play out. Like yeah. that's that's the feel I want everyone it to It happened. Have, you know what I mean? It happened for that's, sure. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So the dreams are being realized, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. In, and in and I've only really felt that on, on a couple of different trips in my life to where it's like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, you go to other place, you know the program, you know, right. you're going to get this and that. You're going right. to go try your luck and all that. But really, it's it's really like going to your friend's house. Yeah. And it's set up like that, too. It is. That's what I built it the way I did with single bedrooms and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, it'd be the same if you came to my house in Temecula and we were fishing Skinner or yeah. Domagoni yeah. or Diamond Valley or whatever one else calls it. But yeah. the other thing about going over there, too, is like, you know, you get on a sport boat here in the fishing season. They're targeting tuna. That you're going to go fish tuna. That's it. Right. Yeah. You go over there, you're on a boat, like you said, nine yeah. hours. Hey, I've had my fill of calicos. Let's let's go get some yellows. Yeah. Get your limited yellows. Hey, let's go do some rock fishing. Right. You know, it's just nonstop wide endless variety. over there. It's right. a wide variety. Yeah. And you can move from spot to spot a lot yep. easier. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's very important to listen to the island. I tell everyone the same thing. The island will tell us what to do. I promise you. You know what I mean? Yeah. I will chart the weather. And I will take us to a new spot, and we'll we'll do everything that we're supposed to do, like find the current, find bait, find all the right conditions where there's a chance there's going to be a fish. Put ourselves in the zone. Mm-hmm. But after that, the island's going to tell us what to fish that day. Yeah, it, it's it it's happened to me. I have hundreds of days in the water over there, and it's happened every single time. Like I take a chance. A lot of my captains that worked for me, they they didn't like my program because you're I'm kind of rolling the dice every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm not I'm not going to the same spot where it's a guarantee. Like I'm going to test my skills. Like that is yeah. what I'm all about. And I want to test everyone that's with me. Mm-hmm. Like that's, we're all out there. Obviously I'm leading the show. I'm not going to take us to a spot. Where we're going to donut. Like I, I don't right. have any yeah. days of donuting over there. Like mm-hmm. 
And I have plenty of but days of spectacularness. You, you know, you don't so, always yeah. want to go to the spot that's a guarantee either because what fun you, is that? Well, not, not only that, not not that, but it's like you keep going back. So sooner or later, that's not going to be the guaranteed spot. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's the spot you keep like, okay, we've had a bad day. Let's go over here. Let's, I know we can get some fish over here. Right. You know and what I mean? Then that's the south <clears throat> end of the island to yep. me. Yeah. The currents are always running down there mm-hmm. because of Natividad and the positioning right there. Those high spots are a couple miles off Cedros. Mm-hmm. Natividad's only another seven or eight miles. So there's a lot of current ripping through there. There's always food running there. Those fish are always there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, we, they're always in there. It's almost, I don't want to call it a guarantee, but you can go out there pretty much every day. And if you're, especially if you're using your fish finder and stuff, you can mark fish and catch them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't like that. I, I want, I want to challenge myself and my mm-hmm. techniques, my skills, go out there, try to find some you yeah. know, new water, make, make a new experience every single day. You know, some days were tougher than others. I'm not going to, I'm not afraid to admit, like there are some days we didn't it's do fishing fabulous. You know what I mean? Right. But somebody still had a giant yellow that, they, that everyone else, okay, they might've had three or four per boat and they're all 10 to 12s out there in the high spot. And then they mm-hmm. struggled for calicos on that lower end of the island all day. Well, we were up the island somewhere, you know, having a fantastic calico bite uh, besides all the scenery of the island. It's super beautiful over there. And then now someone did, you know, scratch a big fish. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you got to take it, take it as it, as it is, but definitely uh you didn't come down to go to the same spot every day I, right i didn't mm-hmm. i didn't feel that's why you gave me the money like you came down to have a vacation with us at cedros and so i've already got it figured out so it's my job to take you to all of that that i super enjoy you know so yeah on that note mm-hmm. not if but when we go back darren Jeff, you have to take us to Benitos, weather yes. weather permitting. Yeah, we never got to fish there down there. Yeah, no, but. that's uh, absolutely. I love it. It's uh, not that big of a deal. We, you know, we get one extra fuel can just to make sure we make it over there. another extra twelve gallons. Like you know, it's nothing. You know, yeah, and, like it's not one hundred and fifty dollars. <throat> like I've heard was going on down there to take <laughs> you to Benitos. Like, man, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just. I wish people would wake up. You know what I mean? Come on, everyone. Come on, Americans. You know what I mean? Like wake up. You know what I mean? It's it's. Yeah. Don't be taken advantage of don't let people take advantage of you you know what i mean like it's yeah. it's not okay like stand up for you paid for your trip like have these guys take you fishing you know yeah what I mean? like, exactly have them, have them take you like it's beautiful over there it's a challenge it's a tough fishery you know what i mean it's not just oh i'm at benitos you know yeah the sport boat's wacky you know why they whack it because they throw 10 scoops of bait in the water and bring every fish in the area to yeah there, along with every seal and everything else yeah. you know so yeah. um it's beautiful it's if you really look at it you can tell it's super old so you can get some history yeah. um, from it. Um, there's a lighthouse over there that Christian, the um, my friend that works with us, um, his grandparents lived in that lighthouse for four years, oh, like really? back in the day. Like they're the ones. That's Christian's cool. grandfather is the one that helped most of the sport boats get going. They would come and pick him up oh. and take him out on the boat, and he would really? show them where the tuna was and stuff like that. And then they never paid him; they gave him like food right. because you, money didn't do him any good over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, he would fish for you know fish with them for food and things like that like they would stock him up you know so nice um yeah really really cool source there's good history over there there's a little fish camp over there mm-hmm. um and there's there is really good fishing um it's probably your best chance to see a big shark too like this is deep, <laughs> deep water over there you know yeah. like deep water yeah. a lot of current um that's where we we're getting all the wahoo oh, uh, a few okay. years ago that's where the wahoo all were. right yeah um that, that's uh there's tuna fishing there quite often mm-hmm. straight out from there is the ranger bank uh we don't really take people there in the pongas it's you know you're very exposed out yeah. in that area so it takes perfect flat flat weather but 
every time I've been there, I've never made it exactly on top of the bank because by the time I got there, we have limits. Like if we're trolling feathers, and right? Cedar plug and stuff like that. Like, it's, oh darn, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can't make it there. Biggest <laughs> skipjack I ever caught in my life over there too. Like just huge ones, man. They seem they were probably 15s or 18s, but just monsters. You know what I mean? To me, super hard fighting and wow, big huge bonita like. Yeah, that bank is loaded with marlin and all kinds of stuff. It's hard to get out there. Like I said, you have to have a little bit bigger boat. Um, it's not something to take the clients to. I don't right, think you know. What right. I mean? Like if someone's really dedicated, but it's like, it's kind of a, it, it's a big run. You know, yeah. What I mean? yeah. It's a big yeah. run and kind of a waste of day. You're down there only for a few days. Myself, sometimes I'm sitting down there. You know, I'd be down there for you know. You guys come down on a trip, and then maybe I have a day or something like that where no one's around. You know. Um, that that's something that I would run out there and do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Chester's Rock is another fabulous spot. Like anyone oh, who yes. wants to fish bass, like if you're a bass guy, like you got to come down and let us take you to Chester's Rock. Because if if you come down and you get get the good drifts in, like we mm -hmm. know we we know the pattern down there, and you get some good drifts in, man, you can catch like a lot of fish very quickly. Um, catch the biggest calicos of your life too. Like it gets really really good over there. On the that's where we catch my big one, my world record. <laughs> you, you may because there's some high spots out there like where the kelp is like in 100 yeah. feet you know what i mean there's there's i would say there could be a chance there i mean anywhere in that whole zone bonitos too same thing you know what i mean like i would say if it's coming from anywhere in my personal opinion it would be along uh, like the, at the north point of sados yeah. maybe up around the corner a little bit in some of those deeper canyons where uh there's a lot of current and a lot of structure like right, that's, right that's the main thing is all the structure i think gotcha so, so Jeff, with your with your brand new or with your new start and all that stuff, uh, how's branding going? What what are you going to be calling calling the company and all that stuff? Man, great great question because I love calling it Sejos Kayak Fishing. I really mm -hmm. do. Um, I started this new uh, Instagram page, Casa de Sejos, is what I was calling it. You know, mm -hmm. the house on on the island. So. Uh, I, I guess I kind of don't know. I might just oh, stick okay. with that. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's kind of different. It's doesn't really talk, doesn't talk about fishing. And I know yeah. it's probably not a great way to, to market it. Um, but then it's not like everyone else down there either. I'm not trying to like right. ha have something that says fishing and you know, everyone, yeah. if you don't know what I'm doing by now, like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like yep. you, you know, the program just call and then get on the plane. Like yeah. that's, that's the best thing to do. You know what I mean? We're going to have get the on the plane route mm -hmm. down there, the speedy route home. Um, and always fresh fish, never frozen, you know. Like so the, the with, key. with the new plane and all that, are there going to be any limitations as far as gear and all that stuff? Or are we <clears> still will, working out those details? No, it's it's gonna it's pretty much the same program. I ask everyone to try to, you know, pack accordingly. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, um, I know it's hard, like four rods, you know what I mean? Like that's a good bundle that's for fair. for a guy. Yeah. Yeah. If you need five, let's talk. You want to bring a 10-footer? Please tell me. Like, don't show up with a 10-footer. <laughs> Just makes it hard, you know what I mean. You don't really I wanna, need a ten footer though. You definitely don't. You're already on the fish. Like yeah. you're on a smaller boat. You're already on top of the fish. You do not need to cast over everyone. But some guys are just. This is the rod I cast with, so they are. That's what they want to use. So yeah, I don't want to tell anybody no, but I want to know in advance so that I could prepare the mm -hmm. airplane correctly. Those guys down there, so they know there's extra care taken to get that rod in there and stuff like right. that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So. Um, 30 to 40 pounds of weight. You know what I mean? I'm trying to save room to bring fish back at the same time. Like, right. yes, we got this crazy plane. Probably could carry more, but just try to pack accordingly. If you need more, tell me yeah. um, so that I'm pre prepared. That's the most important thing. Not only that, but you might have what someone's already taken over there. That, Actually, that's what happened with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
you know, I, I don't have the tackle shop anymore, but I, everything's still down there in my garage. So I do have a ton of jigs and stuff like that. Um, but like I left what two rods behind because you already had them down there and yeah, Yeah, same rods. Yeah. You know, and I'll be bringing all those rods. I pulled a bunch of them out of there just so I didn't have uh, so much stuff down there. Um, but all that stuff is going to go back down there. Um, my good buddy, Chris Minnick, obviously, you know, helped us with a lot of those rods. So, For sure. uh, we'll get them back down there so everyone can use those. Cause they're great rods. Those Okuma PCH rods. That's yes. A, that's a great rod, man. Yes, it really, is. Really, really good. Please Got tell big me. Big yellows on that thing. Please tell me we're still going to be able to have pizzas down there. Oh, absolutely. Pizza oh, cranking. Yeah. Pizza night was awesome. Yeah. Oh. It's really fun. Yes. I, I'm, uh, I'm working on a new property. It's going to be my personal, uh, property down on the Island. It's Casa right de Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I call it, uh, uh, Casa de Tila. Cause that's the lady that I purchased it from. Uh-huh. She, she wanted to move. Oh, okay. And so I, I bought her, bought her property off her so she can move. And, uh, I built a pizza. The pizza oven just got finished. Uh, I'll show you guys oh. later some photos of the place. So the fireplace is done. We've built all the nice handrail. Uh, they're, they've built the outdoor kitchen. And uh, mm-hmm. I need to get down there so I can lay out the house and mm-hmm. everything so they could, uh, you know, continue to go. I don't want to start on the house until I go down there. That's, yeah. I want it a certain way. Yeah. So it's uh, it's going to be my personal residence, but uh, I might uh, plan something like maybe special charters there. Because, I mean, man, the boat's going to be right there below the house and stuff yeah. like that. It's going to be pretty cool. So I might. I can't wait to see what it looks like some, because uh, you've sent me special. pictures and videos of what you yeah, were started yeah, with. Yeah, you haven't seen the kitchen yet, so I, right. I will show you guys afterwards and. But the pizza oven's such a fun thing for yeah. us, you know what I mean? And I think it was our yeah, first you know, night. It, yeah. was, it was awesome. Yeah, it's, it was always it's always opening night. So yeah, we're not the greatest at it, but man, it was good, man. No, it was the, great. It was the fantastic. Mexicana pizza is that Lulu was making, like that thing with the chorizo yeah. and the bacon oh, yeah. and, all, <laughs> and the jalapeno. Like yeah. that, that was my favorite. Um, I've tried to make it here a couple times, but it's just not. It's I think not the it's same. the cheese that. Yeah, really makes it you know when yeah. you have that fresh um, Mexican cheese. Also, the Jamaica is readily available. <laughs> I tried to duplicate. Uh, remember that uh, pineapple cucumber yes, juice that she yes, made? Yes, yes, oh yes. man, that so was good. good. I tried to make it up here, and like I don't know what she does. Like obviously, I'm putting way too much cucumber. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's no good. Add, add way too much sugar to yeah. try to. And I'm like, now you just defeated the purpose of the whole thing, right? You have yeah. to dump a you know five pound bag of sugar in there. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that would be great to learn that whole recipe and those yeah. juices were fantastic yeah you know what oh. i mean like it was so like, refreshing were, it, it was almost like they were on tap yeah it's cool yeah she made that stuff all the time oh like, my gosh and you know so here's a uh, the lady that comes works for us she runs the lo- one of the local markets in town she's one of the three markets mm-hmm. and next thing you know uh that last season like i was buying everything from her like she had to like triple what she was ordering because <laughs> i was i just bought I wow. just said, here, you're like you're you're working here, you're feeding everyone. Here's what I want to feed everyone this week, and that's that. And yeah. send me the bill. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that kind of stuff feels amazing. You yeah. Know I mean? Like yeah. to really, you, I could see that I changed her life. Like, and how do I see it? I saw her kids in new shoes. You know what oh, I mean? That's cool. I saw her with like new purses and new blouses and stuff like Perfect. that. Like, dude, it was rad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's what it's all about. That's why I wanted to expand this into. Helping other families, like drawing them in with the boats and things like that. The harbor master, there's a new guy now, so I'm sure he's, you know. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. But. The last guy was tearing me up. You know what I mean? Like he needed a new form, like every week it seemed like, you know. And we had to be in by like three o'clock, I think. That was the other tours that were that oh. caused that. So um, that that was those guys, and that that's what I got in a big beef with everyone about that down there mm-hmm. because. Those guys are now controlling us. You know what I mean? Because they don't want to work. Oh, 
They didn't want to pay their captains. I was paying my captains for the long day. Right. They were making double what everyone else was making. You know what yeah. I mean? Because why? Because I understood we were staying out there a long time. They deserved that, right? I mean, mm -hmm. that it, makes sense. It, yep. it, that's fair. That's all they had to do. It, and you know, we're talking like ten or fifteen dollars that you're giving that captain. It was seriously nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They pay everyone down there like four hundred pesos a day to drive the boat for all those hours. You know what I mean? It's kind of ridiculous. Like you give the guy a couple hundred more pesos, you're helping him, and then that's the correct wage where he should be working if he's working 10, 12 hours a day. Like, right. Yeah. That's what we end up doing on the boat. By the time you get back and you clean the boat and everything else, like, you know, it's it's all – so I yeah, I didn't like that because that's our, our day. We fish till – I, I tell everyone we're coming in at 5. Like if you didn't get it done by then, mm -hmm. it's not happening that day. We're going to get it done for you the next day. Right, like that. Yeah. You're, you know, you got to come in and come get, have a nice shower. Let me feed you some good food, mm -hmm. get your gear ready for the next day and then get some rest. Like that's another really important oh, thing. Yeah. Right. That's why I built the single rooms, comfy beds, AC yep. in everybody's room, that nice dresser. Like you just, the upstairs you know, room was spread the best. everything. Oh yeah. You got, <laughs> yeah, you got the, you got the throne. On. I got the, the, the suite <laughs> yeah, the suite. With, with the view up there. Yeah. 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 View and everything. Yeah. No, yeah. it's, it's, uh. Oh man! I just can't wait can't to wait. get there, you guys. I yeah, I, I can't wait really to go back just either. Can't wait to get there. I'm so, so excited. You had mentioned more or less it's going to be around the same program and all that stuff. I right. think if I remember correctly, you you were offering four day trips and five day trips. Yeah, right? I'm going to try to go back to the same program just to kind of keep it simple. But right. I also understand I need to be flexible if I'm if people are if I'm trying to do this VRBO thing at the same time. So uh, I'm I'm going to be flexible with it at the same time. That gives my crew a little bit of a break if there's a couple of days in between trips because you can't just like work these guys right June to October like everyone yeah. you know does like it's you burn them out you know what I mean yeah. like it's I mean I don't know if any of you guys have tried to work a seven day work week it's tough you know what I mean like I work so, eight days a week so I understand ah uh, CCA style <laughs> CCA style <laughs> I get that I get that all right but you're absolutely right you you need those those breaks in between and all yeah. that stuff and you guys appreciate that too absolutely so I'll I'll. I'll have a very customizable schedule this mm -hmm. year, especially the first couple of years as, I, as we get ourselves going again. Uh, I think it's the proper method, obviously, like, you know, you generate the most business by being as flexible as possible to help your, your new clients and your old clients, you know, yeah. I'll be going down the list and calling everyone like that'll be the first people that are going to like really figure this out. It'll be the people over the next like week or two that I'll be texting and emailing and calling mm -hmm. on the phone saying, Hey, like this is about to go down. I don't know if you, you want to pick your week again, you know, before, yeah. I start telling everybody before Chris and I finished the website and, you know, it really starts getting out there, you know, people start hearing this and, you know, so, um, yeah, it's just, I think it's going to come back stronger than it was. I really do. Like we had a good thing going everywhere. If I like last year, I went to the fishing show. I saw you guys, I was walking yeah. around, saw so many people that had come to our house. So right. many. And the reception was, you know, it was mm -hmm. tear drinking moment. A lot of times, I mean, everyone really has a good time. Super important to me. I could tell, that I'm doing something right for everybody because everyone's super happy. And that's the most important thing. I mean, mm -hmm. you're coming down. I want to make sure you're not only catching fish, but enjoying yourself. That's why I made the house as comfortable as I could. And, um, you know, try to take that's care awesome. of everything so that you don't have to think about anything other than what am I going to eat for dinner? And are we going to get ice cream tonight? <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to take me to get a t-shirt and some tortillas before right. I go oh, yeah. get on the plane, you know, before you hustle oh, yeah. me out of here. You know what I mean? So, you know, I just going back to that, that trip, two years ago it, it's like i think that was the first trip that we took as a group yes and that was the one that i kind of put together and i don't know why i invited this guy but i, I he just 
He's the, he's one the only one. He's the only one that I regret. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> but since that trip, Jeff, I mean, we as a group, like we just got super close. Yeah. Like, that was yep. truly like almost like a retreat style. That was the word that I was trying to find earlier. Yeah. Where it was, it was almost like a retreat, a spiritual ret- retreat that yeah. we go and really just go fish. It, and you can say, cause you know, the one person that opened up was Brian. Yeah. Yeah, Man, I had no that, idea that that guy can talk. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I mean, he just he's a guy that keeps to himself. You know, he's yeah. kind of a quiet guy. Great guy. Love the guy to death. And he really opened up on that trip. He started coming out with the one-liners and the zingers. And, <laughs> yeah, it was good. It Might was have good. been that tequila that you guys were Yeah, uh, that's true. Messing with. <laughs> that's true. The one that you brought out. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was... Um, I had to get rid of it, you know, so I just pawned it off on everybody. <laughs> that's right. I mean, it's funny, like... Everyone comes down with alcohol. I mean, I, oh, yeah. it's yeah. such a everyone just wants to drink, and then it, they don't drink it, and it ends up at the house. I'm like, yeah, well, uh, I'm gonna yeah. do this stuff. Like, I'm not drinking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I. That's why I just hey, it's here. Help yourself. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, use that pineapple drink. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, really good yeah. with the tequila and the yeah. rum that everyone keeps leaving down <laughs> exactly. here. Exactly. You know? so, um, we've had a, some fun nights down there because of that, though. You know what I mean? Like, just the camaraderie yeah. that we, we gain from sitting around and. Um, that fireplace, man, we've, the, the stories that have been told oh in front gosh. of that thing already just in a couple of years, you know what I mean? Right. Like, Cause people, you start, you, you loosen up, you had a nice dinner, you're relaxing, especially mm-hmm. that last night when you know, we're not fishing and we're all going home. So everyone's, you know, you know, getting a little looser and having, having some yep. fun and uh, is the, just is talking. The cat still there? I don't know. M- Mr. McQueen didn't really like our cat. Like mm. I loved that cat. I loved that cat. That cat was it adopted. Awesome. Isabella basically adopted it. My daughter. And uh, that cat loved our house. I mean, it loved it there. You yeah, know what I, mean? like, I, I so. it was either Yellowtail or Hibachi. The name H- Hibachi. We called yeah, it Hibachi. Hibachi. Yeah, I don't know what you were calling it when you named it, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Hibachi. <clears throat> yeah, Hibachi. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a cool cat. I mean, it looked Siamese, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it looked yeah. Siamese. So it was kind of kind of a neat a neat cat. I don't. I haven't been there in a couple of years. I'm. I could ask yeah. Christian. Like I'm sure they stopped feeding it and then it <laughs> had to go somewhere else. You know what I mean, like I asked him to take care of it. I told him to take care of it. You know, yeah. but. Um, like I said, McQueen, he wasn't a fan of that cat. So I don't know why. He, it's just growing up on the island. They don't yeah. like animals, I don't think, too. There much, you go. So. Not a cat person. There he is. <laughs> nice. Yeah. He was, yeah. Nice. It was a super creative, like, cat. Like, mm-hmm. he liked to be around. You know oh, I mean? and you had, like, bones, too? Uh, oh, up on yeah. The, all, all of the whale all the arti- and things. artifacts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was Although, a, I got a lot of pictures from oh, that yeah. trip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was a good time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's why I made it the way I did. I wanted that place super comfortable. You Tell know what I mean? Me. It, it had to feel homie. like you were just chilling. You know what I mean? And that's what makes it more fun. Everyone mm-hmm. says, oh, I want to eat Mexican food every night and all this stuff. No, you don't. <laughs> you truly don't. I'm telling you, you don't. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. want exactly what you had at home. You're going to have Mexican food one night. Lulu would make like her special chicken mole or if someone requested oh, something different, that. chili rellenos and all yep. different kinds of things. Like she would make the, the last night was like a Mexican mm-hmm. meal kind of like whatever the group wanted almost you know what I mean right. like that's the beauty of having a smaller group group I could be very flexible with what I do I'm not trying to feed a you know group of 25 or 40 or something like that or even 12 like so I could be a lot more flexible with how I do it mm-hmm. um, I think that's a, a good key to like smaller groups that's what you want you know yeah there it is <laughs> It was such a, a neat cat. Oh, he, he, was, he was super friendly. Yeah. Uh, just the features, like all the different colors on his face and stuff. Like, it's probably good. Keeps, keeps the mice away from your house and stuff. It would have been, that's nice. The Malathion probably did a better job of that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, man, there's scorpions and spiders. Like, I don't yeah. I don't like bugs in my house. Like, so right. you gotta, we set a perimeter. 
They could live. They have the whole rest of the island to live. But <laughs> don't I, come around I, the square. I mean, I have guests. You know, yeah, you know I have yeah. to make sure. Like, if someone got whomped by a scorpion on the oh, property, boy. like it would hurt, and you could ruin yeah. your whole day. You know what I mean? So I tried to do my best. Like, just create a perimeter here, please. I just need a safe zone. I had to think about the guests more than yeah, anything, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they would; those things still got in there a few times, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. never, uh, if we left the door open one time, one came in, you know what I mean? But otherwise, like, that was important, like, because of mosquitoes and things yeah. like that. So, like, I always kept our place. We keep it pretty, just keep it closed up. You oh, know, spotless, too. All the screens. <clears throat> yeah, the, the crew, like, that's how you can tell that things are going right. Like, I don't have to say a thing. I don't have to do a thing. I'm not even down there. Like, and right. if you guys, you can't even imagine what I've been building down there, not even being there. Like, that shows the connection I have with those guys. You know right. what I mean? Like, um, I care about them. They're like family to me. You know what I mean? Like, when I was down there, uh, you know, cleaning up all my stuff a couple of Januarys ago, and I had New Year's down there. Like, I, I was trying to get to Christian's family's house, and I got stopped like four times on the way as I was walking. You know what I mean? And by the time I got there, I couldn't even eat. You know what right. I mean? Like, there was yeah. no chance of eating over at his house because I yeah. just had everything I wanted on my walk over, you know what I mean? like, <laughs> because they're they love to celebrate down there. It's yeah. fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's open door, like everyone's standing around. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, my Spanish isn't isn't great, you know what I mean? But I know a few words enough to get myself fed. Definitely, you know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. <laughs> That's what matters. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, priorities. You know, food's a huge thing for me. I love food. So. Over the last ten years, has the island even like grown up or matured in your eyes? Like, is it more, was it more rural back then than it is now? And no, I think everything's it's all the same. Yeah, it's very stagnant. Um, you don't you don't that hear point. that very often. Yeah, no, very very stagnant. I think the people down there like it that way. Mm-hmm. They want to keep it as simple as possible. I think, and uh, mm-hmm. it's all their personal choice. I mean, to yeah. grow or not not grow. You know, it's very hard if you don't have resources. Like, if you don't have a very good steady water supply. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, um, oh yeah, it's, you it's have hard. a water tank. I think. Got to have everyone has a water tank, but all it's just the desalinization plant is down. Yeah. The, the pump at the top of the island for the spring hasn't worked in a couple of years, so mm-hmm. water is such a commodity, you know. So it's yeah. hard to really advance if you can't have the basic the basic commodities. Um, fuel, another super hard thing. Like mm-hmm. it, it just need we need more. Like that's the only problem is there's not enough. Like just yeah. more. If there's any way to that more could come it would get sold for sure like it's a good thing the more you could bring the more everyone would buy like but it is a hindrance on the island if there's not enough it hurts the economy yeah. like people can't move around because they can't get anywhere because they don't they can't run their car because right. there's they don't have fuel so i would love to see that process like double like bring double the amount of fuel that they're they're used to bringing mm-hmm. um it's tough because there's weather and all kinds of things it's not easy over in tortuga to get the to get the fuel Mm-hmm. Um, so like that would be something really good to help the island, you know, get better. So if you start getting some of the commodities in there, then you can kind of grow from there. Yeah. Water is such a key element. Like what, you know, you could never have hotels or anything like that. Like they would just sap all the water of the island. You yeah. Know? I mean, the fishing camps, we, we tax it probably, you know, my place is the smallest. I mean, but like Jose, you know, he, sometimes he has 40 guests there. Oh, I mean, wow. Raging. You know what I mean? Like his place is massive now. Um, Rosie's place, same thing. Like they have two lodges. So they're, they got 25 people down there on any 
on any given day per mm -hmm. se. It's wow. a lot of water. That's a that's a you know every dude wants to take a super long shower. You know, it's yeah. probably really hard over there. I mean, I managing five guys is hard. Let me tell you. I mean, I'm like <laughs> yeah. knocking on doors. Hey, dude, come on. You know what I mean? Like, because you have to conserve. Like, yeah. it's super hard to get water. You know, mid mid group. You know, I have enough to get us through the trip, but everyone needs to help with that process yeah, and yeah. that's kind of you know kind of the fun thing about going down to sedros because it is so primitive you know you, you have to be careful you know with with your consumption of things like that so so in real simple terms what i'm hearing from you jeff is for those of us that have been with you in the past we basically need to hit you up right now for next year it would be i think things are going to go start moving quick once the word yeah. gets out uh I, I feel that. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. things are going to start happening. Um, people want to stay at our house again. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They want that that kind of trip again. Um, so I want to provide it. There'll be some differences. Like, I won't be down there all the time. Like that's I was going to ask. Yeah, it, it, I'll be down there on select groups, especially in the beginning right now, as things are getting reestablished and stuff like that. Um, I'm putting a lot of that on Christian. He wants that responsibility. Um, so, oh, I'm, yeah, he's ready to step up. Uh, he's going to... I'm going to work him in on like the, not necessarily like ownership of the company because he doesn't mm -hmm. want, I don't want to get him involved financially like with the happening to pay the bills and stuff like that, but I'm going to work him in on the profit side. So it's just going to be, nice. yeah, stream, streamline it for him, but definitely bump him up significantly. So I want him to manage the, yeah. island. like I got yeah. things to do here. Like I, I, I have a lot of life to live and I've got some big plans for myself around here mm -hmm. that I want to do. So, um, I'll, Gladly yeah. have my lodge and be, you know, getting you guys down there. It's the same program. You know what yeah. I mean? <clears throat> it's all about the captains that I pick. Mm -hmm. um, there's certain guys down there that I want that are going to fish the style that Christian and I want want to fish. And uh, I can't name anyone specifically because I'm going to hurt feelings if I do. But um, <laughs> I got some Sorry, a couple Darren. big names that are going to come <laughs> come our way if uh, yeah. If this thing all gets working the way I want, like yeah, you know, I got I got a couple awesome really juicy captains that are just gonna change things like the fish the island the way I fish, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that have lived there, born and raised, you know, was the best lobster fisherman, was the best abalone diver, you know, best mm -hmm. with the snails, best with the sea urchins. Right. Really good fisherman now. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Everyone requests them. Put you wow. on a black sea bass every single time. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> like a guarantee style. You know huh. what I mean? So um, someone within the family that is already working with me. So just to give you mm -hmm. as many tips as I can without like getting myself in trouble and yeah. Yeah. him and everyone else. So so it, so it sounds like you're not going to be at the, like literally at the shows, but you're probably going to be walking around, hanging out. I would say I might show up. I mean, obviously it's a little bit of ways away. So sure. as my program develops here, um, however fast you and I expedite this. And then if things, you know, if the phone's ringing and mm -hmm. I think that I should be, I, I'm still working construction. So I yeah. need to stay focused on that. And uh, like I said, I've got some other things that I'm going to be doing, like with my personal life here mm -hmm. coming up, uh, some really, really big changes uh, that I'm ex super excited about. And so uh, that's why the island is great. I'll be going there for sure, you know, a mm -hmm. couple times a year and definitely doing some specialty trips. But uh for the most part, like we're gonna we're gonna let Christian like do his thing, man. Like I think mm -hmm. it'll be exciting for him, and um, you know the program's the same. The program's yeah. not changing. Like you're at the house, you go down there. Yeah, I might not be there to host you and you know tell you jokes and have <laughs> have all the fun that we were having. I know, but uh, you know I'll I'll you know give us give it a couple years to get everything going here again. And uh, but the ultimate plan is like Christian and the and the guys are going to be really handling 
handling stuff down there while I. While do you I have a thing. Do you have a time frame or a date in which like you're actually going to go back to the island for the first time? Uh, I'm hoping that I get the opportunity here either late November, or December. So oh. they're, they're acquiring the new plane now. It's supposed to close yeah. escrow, I guess, in the beginning of the of the month here sometime. Mm-hmm. And then they need to. Uh, there's a couple maintenance items that uh, uh, the on the annual checkups that are, have come up that they have to take care of. And then uh, they're hoping like in a few weeks, because I want to obviously go, um, you know, see the plane and do yeah. that. And uh, go fly um, it. I won't fly it. Like that thing's, you know, twin turbine. Like <laughs> or ride it. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a passenger. Like I showed you guys the photos. That thing it looks just yeah. like yeah. a pimp, pimp mobile. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to go just go for uh, a nice trip down there. I, like I said, I want to lay out my new house. I want to see our house I haven't been there in a while and just yeah. kind of relax and um, see see the family be be back on the island with all the all the people and and mm-hmm. doing all that so i'm hoping yeah end of um end of december so we're we're talking about a couple weeks somewhere yeah it could be end I, of I was november I mean. like the spring <clears throat> no i need to get down there you yeah know, it's been a long time that's uh, exciting now that we're acquiring the plane and once the guys are up and running like i want to go so um we're we're like kind of back in the mm-hmm. saddle is that like a good way yeah. to do it? you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. yep. got to reacquaint with everyone got to reacquaint with my pilot friends and everything like that they're going to bring their families um I'm sure laura laura and i'll go maybe isabella mm-hmm. might come along i don't know um yeah yeah just be fun times go get down there I, I wouldn't even i don't even care if i fish honestly you know what i mean right. like yeah. I, I don't uh just want to be on the island. i just want to be down there man like the beach combing <clears throat> going for a ride in my jeep you know what i mean there's a ton of things oh, to do. Yeah. like i try to tell everyone like you don't just get caught up. There? Yeah, man. Don't get caught up in the in the just only the fishing. Like, come yeah. down. Let me. Let's go to the shore for a little bit. Like, even if it's an hour. Like, this is go take a walk. Like, you're gonna see plants you've never seen before. We did you that. Know? It's yeah, fun, first, man. Yeah, it's fun. Like that's where I found all the whale bones. That's how I find yeah, everything. That's exactly. where, that puffer mm-hmm. fish that was all completely preserved. Like that thing's rad. Mm-hmm. You know, like stuff like that. You know, all the the driftwood. Yep. I, I love picking up the driftwood. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> and there's crazy uh, manzanita over there. That's what I burn in the fireplace. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't really cook with the manzanita, but there's another kind of wood down there. It's almost like spruce. I don't think it's spruce, but it's similar. That stuff's good in the pizza oven for me. Um, but yeah, just good hard woods. You know, like right. beautiful giant pieces I can't even carry. Like some of these beaches, like are, it's just endless. I could fill the boat. You know what I mean? Like you couldn't burn it all. Yeah. Any big storm, there's probably so much wood over there right now because of oh, the big yeah. storms. Oh man, I bet the beachcombing is amazing. You know, I mean, mm. you see stuff. There's dead stuff. That's what. That's the ocean. I mean, something dies out there, it washes up, it ends up on a beach. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like yep. over here, we we comb our beaches. We don't even want to see seaweed. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. We 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 comb our beaches. Like yeah. that's what people want. So you're never finding a shell. You know, or anything like that. It's going to be broken to a million pieces over there. There's like you're walking on them because they're everywhere. You know what I mean? Tons of tons of things to see like that. So yeah. I try to get people like I like to if I get a kayak group, which everyone listening like, you know, we're we're kayaking. I mean, come on down. Like mm-hmm. let's let's do some kayaking. Let's go over to let's put them in the trailer and tow it over along the dirt road and go to the fish camps on the other side of the island. Like that is a fun day over there. Yeah, go hang out with those people over there and let them cook for us. Mm-hmm. we'll go out, you know, catch some calicos, you bring them in, and then now you're eating with that fish camp and sharing them with all. I mean, there's no better experience. Like, you can't, that you couldn't cool. buy that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you couldn't try to go to Fred Hall show or, or PCH show and have someone sign you up for, oh, I, I want to 
I want to go fish fish camps and eat with the people. Like you know, no one's selling <laughs> trip like that. You know what I mean? Like I'm telling you, Jesus, you, know, you can't you can't you can't go do that kind of stuff. Right. Know? So um, oh man, logistically speaking, are you? I mean, I know this is kind of putting the cart before the horse, but do you like keep the plane on the island just in case someone needs to be evacuated out there? Or no, it's, back it goes forth? to TJ. Yeah, because the okay. uh, the guys that are on it, they're going to be doing other stuff with it, uh, working with the government too, probably and things like that. Uh, okay. You know, um, they probably work with a couple of the other tours. Sure. Probably, uh, I would imagine they'll work with Toro. Um, he has some different groups that would probably pay. You know, mm-hmm. for you know, it's gonna be five grand one way for that plane. Like it's not gonna be cheap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. But, we're there in an hour, so that's yeah. Let's pay the money, get down there, go fish. You know what I mean? Like, I would say that's worth it. Yeah, extra day of fishing. Just yeah, th- that's uh, getting down there and getting in the water that first day. You know what I mean? Especially like okay, you're doing a Friday to Monday, right? And mm-hmm. you get down there on that first day, and now you get to. It's like a break in day. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah you're taking it serious, but you kind of don't have to get too crazy with it because you know mm-hmm. you still got Saturday and Sunday. Yep. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's real important, I think. You know what I mean? Like it's almost it's a like good, a shutdown day. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? You get to check out your gear. You get to see what's going on. Most of the time, we're going to go to the easy money places, like the high spots out there. Mm-hmm. That's the day I go to those spots. The opening day you guys are right. there. Yeah. I'm going to go play around with all the other boats over there. By the time you guys get there, I already know where the fish are because they've been out there for three or four hours. They cannot help themselves. They're talking on their radios. <laughs> so we know exactly where to go. You know what I mean? Like they have to brag. That's their deal. Yeah. And so we know exactly where to go. And by the time you guys get there, we're ready just to go bang it out right there. Like some guys have come down. They've never caught a yellow in their life. And they're there two hours and I've already got that done for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now wow. they can relax and they can focus on what I'm asking them to do. And they can go to these spots with me. And learn how to use their tackle like differently than they've ever used their tackle. They didn't even know their tackle would do the things that I'll show them that we could do with super light rods, like and right. So it's different like, techniques of of jigs and stuff like that. You know. What I mean? So it sounds like we need to get down there and just get our gear all ready to go right then and there, or at least have it ready to be fishable. Yeah. So how I'll uh, opening day when you come down, like don't come down dressed up for me. Like I don't want you all dressed up. Like. <laughs> Come wearing your fishing clothes. Like, that takes a step out of it for me. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that way you're one more step to being being ready. Now you're just strictly focusing on your gear. Have your reels, not on your rod, but you can have them just ready in your bag. Mm-hmm. So you already know. String it, and that's it. Yeah, you already know what you're doing. The only thing you should have to be doing is tying leaders and putting your jig on. Like, that's that's it. You know what I mean? You should Your specter, everything should be ready. Reel goes on. You could pack your bag accordingly so that you're on the boat faster as well. I try to tell people that. Like, have you mm. could have your stuff ready. You know what I mean? So we can just, you get there. I can have the guy unload it from the truck straight into the boat even. Or, you know, or leave it in the back of the truck because it's going down to the boat. Because right. the program's going to be different now. Oh. You know, so um, we'll try to help expedite that way too. Some guys, it's just, it takes a while. They need to come. They need to settle in for a little bit. They sure. want to sit around, have some food. So... Even if we're out there by eleven, you're still fishing six hours. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah, I it's a it's that. a it's a long <laughs> still. In most places, that's all they fish you all day. That's yeah. a, mm-hmm. considered a full day to them. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, you'll have wow. you'll have plenty of fishing time. You know what I mean? Like essentially, uh, of a four day trip, Friday to Monday, mm-hmm. turns into three days of fishing. You know, more more or less. You know, a solid two and a half. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's always like our shakedown day. And then that's now valuable. we now we know it's super valuable. Even for me as we're trying to figure out the fishing, whether I'm there or not, like this gives my uh, captains an opportunity to figure stuff out. And then now we know, you know, we're, we're breaking from the norm no matter what. Anyway, that's, that's my program. I need yeah. to, 
my best fish report is when someone tells me there was no fish somewhere. Like that's my favorite report. Mm. If if we're all fishing, say over at San Augustine or something like that, and someone goes to the North Point because no one's been there for a while, and he comes back saying there's no fish, oh, I'm going the next day. Like it's it's a hundred percent. I'm going the next yeah. day. Like um, because they don't fish yeah. the way we do. Yeah. They do not fish our same style. They're moving through there way too fast, or they're not finding the right current. But I guarantee there's fish up there. There's always fish up there, and there's so many pockets. You're you're absolutely going to find current. The the current's ripping over there. You right. Know what I mean, mm-hmm. like it's absolutely ripping on that top of the island. Sometimes three, four knots. You can't even sit still. You're just you're off the spot before you even got on the spot. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I have to keep it in gear. And if the wind's going too, like you're oh, just yeah. your your boat positioning is. The hardest thing for most of the guys up there, and that's why they're not successful, 100%. 100%. Are you still flinging that SP minnow around? I do throw the SP, but I have converted to the Savage Gear Max stick. Oh, and when I was in Ensenada uh, a few weeks ago, I had a huge bite by a big yellow. Like I hadn't been fishing in so long, and mm-hmm. I was just kind of getting frustrated. Like the, the boat captain was doing a lot of fishing. He's throwing his jig, and he's catching bonitas, and he's having a great time. And I'm like whatever i'm it's a slow pick on calicos and so i'm like you know what i'm kind of done with that like i've wanted to just fire away it's been a long time since i've just been able to cast 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 yeah and so i just started firing that thing and um i was reeling it super fast and he's telling me slow down i'm like dude come on (laughs) (laughs) trust me just trust me number one i don't want bonita so i'm out reeling those guys like i want to Mm -hmm. crank faster like i have a theory you crank slow calicos you crank a little bit faster, medium-sized calicos. You start burning pretty good, medium. You're getting cal- or you're getting the biggest calicos, and you're getting bonita. And then you, now you're cranking silly fast. I call it like where you're just you're kind of shaking your crankshaft so fast. Now you're into the yellows. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how I get all my big ones. And so there I am, just cranking as fast as I can. And man, I think blew up on that jig on the surface. It was really mm. a, it was fun. By I lost the fish, but. Um, and the boat captain, oh, seal, big seal, eight your, yeah. Oh, sure. Seal ate my <laughs> Mac stick. Yeah, come on, dude. You know what I mean? So the Mac stick is my new. Is it the big new, one or the small one? I use the 170 is the okay. one I used. Yeah, 170. So nice. that's the. That's the black the or the white or the, I think there's a pink one, I think, too. Yeah, mine is green. Oh, I use okay. the green Mac and then blue Mac are my two that I green and throw blue. Con- con- consistently. I'll throw, there's a white one, too, a bone one. Mm. Um, I'll throw the pink one. I'm not afraid of pink. Pink gets bit very well on the island. So, hmm. yeah, pink Rapalos and things like that. Oof. Hmm. Jumbos. I got photos of like 45 pounders like swallowing Rapalos. Nice. Like <laughs> pink, pink Rapalos. So. Are you more of a minimalist like me where you're limiting yourself to like basically a couple trays or just one tray of jigs? Or are you, are you bringing the whole bag and just figuring out along the way? Uh, for myself, I'm extremely limited, especially if we're kayak fishing. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the two rod guy. Honestly, yeah. like I, I, I'll fish my stick bait and I'll fish the flat fall. Like if I'm out there with just two, oh, okay. yeah, a hundred gram flat fall and then my stick bait and you'll catch everything you need out there. Like, and more, you know what I mean? Like it's, if you want to fish deeper flat fall, no yeah. problem. Calicos eat, eat, eat it really well. Uh, black sea bass eat it. Mm-hmm. I've caught white sea bass on it. I've caught yellows on it. I mean, caught everything on the flat fall. So now I'm accessing deep just water. And then if I want my surface action, I'm just Mac stick or SP minnow. And mm-hmm. you could pretty much fish two rods down there. If you brought down just those two jigs, like I could feed that whole island on those two jigs forever. Like mm-hmm. I could fish there every single day, go out there with those two jigs and come back and 
everyone would be able to eat. You know what I mean? Like they're yeah. just so I don't bring a lot of stuff. I that's what I try to tell people. Like I get very specific with the emails that come over the last couple of weeks. Um, you can oh, yeah, know about that. the phishing anytime. People just have to call. I love talking to people, so I won't have online booking. You're gonna see the calendar. You're gonna call me for a trip because I want to talk to you. Like that's important. I want that connection. I want the inter interaction between us. Mm -hmm. That way, I can dial in your trip for you. You know what I mean? Like that's what it's important to me. So I want to dial it in. So you're gonna call me. You can't book online. You know what I mean? So um, that's the best avenue, I think, that works. Um, to be able to help you have the best time. Right. For sure. I think with a singular, maybe even two trays at most, and then an eight foot eight foot stick, they're golden. Yeah, like specifically to get just slightly specific, a uh, couple bass rods. Obviously, <clears throat> you know, if you're a spinning reel guy, go for it. Bring you know, bring down your spinning. But um, rated fifteen to forty, fifteen to thirty five, like Phoenix, any of the Phoenix rods, any of the uh, PCH is a little heavy for. Um, I'm sure they got some good bass rods. I haven't gone through the mm -hmm. Okuma line, but uh, I'm very quick to go to my like my M1 inshore, the Phoenix line. All those right. are great, great rods. Really fantastic for. Uh, um, for the bass, the new Warbaits rods, I bought a couple oh, of those yeah. from Afrin and, and Kevin, and uh, I like those rods. They have really good action. So you need a couple of those rods. You're going to use like a 300 series reel uh, filled probably with 65-pound uh, Power Pros, like the best, and you're going to use a top shot of your 3- to 5-foot top shot and make it uh, – I, I fish 60, honestly, like even when I'm calico fishing. Like uh, most people think you're nuts, but – uh, I'm hooking a lot of yellows, and so I want to be yeah. ready. If I hook a yellow on 30 or 40, I'm probably losing it, and, and right. especially a 40-pound fish in tight. So I'm throwing 60. The calicos don't care. I'm still having 100 fish days. It's it's totally fine. All my bass gear's um, got 65 on it. Yeah, and then, like I said, you know, 40 to 60-pound leader. Yep. Min I, like, I throw 60 for everything. Eight uh, for your yellowtail stuff, you a couple rods, your jig stick. Tell everyone to bring their jig stick. Um, and then I bring... The jig stick can also be a, uh, you know, could be a live bait rod. So then I would bring mm -hmm. another rod that'd probably be a little bit shorter, maybe seven and a half foot, something that you're gonna do the slow pitch or, you know, yeah. I, I don't slow pitch my flat fall ever. Like I'm cranking that thing as fast as I can. That's my technique for yellows and anything. Mm -hmm. I I believe in burning my jig back. Like that's just how I do it. Tunas wherever I'm fishing or whatever, like I'm burning that thing as quick as I can. Like, mm. so um, something I kind of just learned on the island by several hours of always yeah. being out there fishing. You know what I mean? Like, I just you start messing around doing different things, especially if you're a little slow. At sometimes you know you're drifting through different pockets, and mm -hmm. great way to create a bite. You know what I mean? It's cranking super fast and like you know speed speed jigging, like not yeah. not slow pitching. So a shorter rod, seven and a half foot. Uh, at least the 400 series, if not the Tranks 500s, like those are great reels all around. I like to recommend people bring down those kind of reels that are a level wind type setup. Uh, Just one less thing you have to do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like you don't need to be thinking about that when you're on a big fish. Plus you can kind of control it a little bit better. You can put it in your hand pretty yeah. well and control it. So um, reels in that size, 80 pound, you could go 65 or 80 on those. And then you're going to 60 minimum for if you're throwing jigs like you just you want to make sure you get your fish that's why you're down there not down there to lose jigs you know yeah what I mean? like, yeah works yeah. great for me if i'm running my tackle shop because you're just giving me all your money for more <laughs> jigs but you know what i mean so bring your 40 all you want i guess yeah. you know what i mean like but yeah. you know i'm being honest like you should be throwing 60 or 80 like you came yeah. down there to catch fish like a lot of guys that's the that's the tip that most guys miss they're like oh, i could throw 50 i'm telling you 60 
I'm telling you, like that 10 pounds makes a big difference. You know what I mean? Because yeah. mm-hmm. one little nick, and now you don't have 50 anymore. You got 40 or 30. Yeah. And you still got a long fight left. You know, yeah. the first couple runs of a yellow is when everything happens, you know? And then you're... You can't use a slow speed reel either because a big yellow, they do the same thing. I've caught hundreds of them. They all do the same thing. They take off. They're gone. Mm -hmm. And then they come straight back at you. Right. And then they might bail again, but then they come straight back at you and then straight up and down. So if you have a fast reel, you could pick up that line. You're not pumping your rod. You're just cranking as fast as you can because he's just swimming straight at you. And then next thing you know, it's a straight up and down fight and it's over before you know it. Yeah. You know, so that's... Having a slower reel, you're going to struggle, and uh, you're going to lose fish because you can't pick up the line quick enough, and then you get that slack in your line, and that's all it takes. Like Those fish are pretty smart. That's why they come back at you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so one last one for me. Those fish, those yellowtail especially, I mean, they may look like you know in the 12 to 20 to 25-pound range and all that stuff, but they fight like there's 40, 50 60 even yeah they yeah. have 40 pound shoulders yeah yeah <laughs> i think yeah. uh you know the amount of current that's around that island like those fish are just a little bit more buff yeah i mean than than a normal i agree the gym more often. Yeah. yeah you know i mean to to eat where they're eating like it's it's a flowing current so they're just stronger meaner fish you know what I mean? yeah mm-hmm. wintertime fish too taste so much better like they really do the colder water oh, oh man more nutrients in the water. I don't know. I just to me, I could taste a difference for yeah. sure. You know, oh yeah, in the quality of the meat, mm. all the fish. I prefer yellows that I'm catching deeper too. You know, honestly, like you know, the ones I get on the bottom and stuff are mm-hmm. like really a yeah. lot better tasting. You know, nice. So um, yeah. Well, Jeff, it's been fantastic. I know it's been almost two hours, and no way. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm a talker. I'm sorry. It's, no, it's, it's once I'm good. on something, I like it, dude. This, yeah, this has been fascinating, yeah. man. I am so stoked for you. This Thank is going to be Thank awesome. You. Yeah, uh, really happy to get back in the game. I was going to say it must feel like a shoulder, or like a weight off your shoulder to get to actually have something to go back down to. Absolutely. Yeah, I was. Uh, it was sad walking away from it mm-hmm. for a little bit, but I needed to regroup, and I, I had mm-hmm. to. I had to do that. Um, but now I'm ready to get back down there and attack again, you know, and I could tell you're stoked. Oh, very, very stoked. It, it's such a rad place. And yeah. to, to do it right is what makes it feel that much better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you gotta, it, when you do it right, you're going to all the different cool spots and things like that. And really listening to that Island and doing, you know, what, what you can do down there. Man, right. it's, mm-hmm. it's a fun, fun spot. So nice. yeah, I'm going to be nice. One day I'll retire down there. <laughs> <laughs> no time soon. I got a lot to do, but yeah. no time yeah. soon. So um, I know the website's coming in and all that stuff, but how do people get in touch with you and uh, how do how do we get on the, the short list to get on uh, for next year? Yeah, the best way right now is just to call me. Um, mm-hmm. I'll give out my cell phone number, 760-412-2507. So that's right now is going to be uh, the best avenue until, you know, probably, I don't know what it'll take. What does it take? A couple weeks? Get up and running? If that. So, yeah. We'll start spreading the word after that. Maybe I'll come back on in a month or something like that. And Actually, you do. do na- yeah. Uh, starting after the first of the year, like Darren said, we're going to have some video aspect. Rad. We're going to have to come down, come back. I know yeah. you're not too far away anyway. So, Love coming here. This Hell is yeah. easy drive. You know? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, simple. Like nothing. So. Hell yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff, this is good to see you, man. Good to see you awesome. guys as well. Yeah. Really appreciate yeah. you uh, allowing me to come on here. And, uh, oh, we appreciate crack, you, man. Crack the good news yeah. to everybody that we're coming back. and uh, For sure. Everyone, now, is there going to be know. a big yellow tail painted on the tail of the airplane now? Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> I mean, it's not my $1.2 million plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> to have a yellow tail. 
if he wants to put it on there, like I would love, you know, love that. But be I'm not going to tell him what he's going to do with that fancy plane. Of right? His, you know what exactly. I mean? I'll, I'll let him decide. I don't want to get. I don't want him to send me a bill for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just want the ride there. Just get me there and back. Yeah, yeah. I'm, back, I'm so. happy for you. Thank you. Thank Big you. Big news. Yeah. Um, I, I can't wait to get back over there. Yeah, you guys got to plan a trip. We'll we'll be talking like you know we mm-hmm. talk all the time, so we'll yep. we'll be talking. We'll find sure. you guys some dates and uh, we'll, we'll make this happen. So Hell thanks yeah. again. I really I appreciate you guys' time. Yeah, anytime, coming in, anytime you want to come on, man. You you got both our numbers. Red. Open invite. Yep. Sweet. Even Love if you it. just want to drop in on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, not, not, yeah. A, not a bad thing. No, you know no, I mean? no. Great reason to get out of the office early. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't mind leaving from out there early. So. No, yeah. <laughs> Thanks yeah. again, you guys. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, that is it for uh, the CCA California podcast this week. Make sure to go uh, follow us on Instagram at CCA California. Uh, make sure to go like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. And man, I'm so I'm still I'm still so frothy now. Stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Jeff, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, you guys. And we will see you guys next week. Take care.